Welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast, a show to motivate you and introduce you to celebrities, authors, singers, and standout entrepreneurs that are making a positive impact in the world. Men and women coming together to share knowledge, having upbuilding conversations centered around business, wellness, and life. We connect you with some amazing people and opportunities. It's your time to shine and we help you do that. We love sharing your stories of success and spotlighting you, the entrepreneur. We love to laugh. We love to smile. We love to celebrate you. And we love having fun. So go grab a seat, get a snack, and don't forget your beverage. It's time for you to come share, shine, and grow. Yes, it's time for the Tina Ramsey Show. Let's get it started with your host, Coach Tina Ramsey. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing on this amazing Saturday? All right. I know that you are greatly anticipating. Yes, I know. The second day of the Homeschooling with Excellence Roundtable event. And let me go ahead and handle some things so that everyone will be able to see this broadcast because we have some individuals that are watching all over the world. I got like a text and it was like, I'm watching it. And so I'm going to let you watch it. I am super excited for the simple fact that our panelists are bringing it. Okay. And today we're going to talk about some various things and I'm going to let my panelists go into more. And so this group, this event was made with you in mind. Why? It's because this is the time where many of us are frustrated, we're confused, we're struggling to figure out what are we going to do? Are we, aren't we going to homeschool? And if so, how am I going to do this effectively? So this panel, all of us, we are all active homeschoolers and we have been doing it way before the pandemic have ever thought about being a thing. And so on that note, you guys, let's go ahead and kickstart day two of our Homeschooling with Excellence Roundtable event with our three amazing speakers that's coming your way. Stay tuned. I am Coach Tina Ramsey. I am your mindset development coach, and I'm also a Facebook uh, strategist business coach. I help you get it all together to help you with your business. And I happen to be a homeschooling mom of two children, and I have been homeschooling ever since 2013. Even before then, I was working in the public school system, helping children with developments, delays, and learning differences find their confidence, find their voice, and get to learning their way. No compromising. I absolutely love what I do. Being an advocate for children in the special needs, or I prefer to call it learning difference category. And as always, what we are going to do on today, I'm not just going to start this event any kind of way. We got to start this event to give you some motivation. 
to give you some confidence because I don't think, mm -mm, I don't think you believe. I don't think you do. But guess what? On today, you are about to believe because I'm getting ready to show you something, one of my own inspiration. Well, I can't say my own. One of the songs that I really, really like. And this is a song when I feel like I can't move or can't go anymore. I remember this song and I listened to it and it brings me to tears. So pay attention to the words because this is something that I really think that could be truly beneficial for you and also me. I want you to watch this because what I need you to do on this today, I need you to believe in yourself and have the confidence to take that leap of faith if you're on the fence about homeschooling, knowing that we are here and you can do it, okay? You can do it. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever reached the rainbow's end? And did you find your pile of gold? Ever catch a shooting star? Tell me how high did you soar? Ever felt like you were true? Just to find that you're away And the magic that's around you Can lift you up and guide you on your way I can see it in the stars across the sky You see I'm
All right, you guys. I'm sorry if you heard me in the background. All right. Uh, that was a blooper. We live. All right. I told you that was my favorite song. One of my favorite songs. I just got a text message saying, girl, we can hear you. I'm like, oh, 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 girl, I'm sorry. Well, I wasn't lying. It's my favorite, one of my favorite songs to give me inspiration. We actually have a comment coming in right now from Miss Gladys. She said, happy Saturday, Coach Tina. Miss Brenda said, you are really smart and will follow you, Brenda Tristan. Thank you, love. And she also said, Fantasia is such a beautiful and gifted singer. I agree with you. And Monument Mom says, <clears throat> I'm back and ready for day two. Yes, she's back and ready for day two. I am so super excited about this event. This event is all about helping you figure out what direction you want to go if you have made the decision to homeschool. Every panelist speaker that is on this panel today and through these three days brings something different to the table that I feel that you need to hear. And we are breaking stigmas. We are bringing sounding the alarm letting you know that not only can you homeschool but you can homeschool with excellence so our next speaker yes we have our next speaker that is going to be coming up and she is simply amazing let me show you this beautiful queen yes this is the beautiful lacy taylor she is the founder and ceo of rest assured um counseling llc she is my house resident on mental illness and she is breaking the stigma she is also a homeschooling mom a retired army veteran she is a wife a mother of three children and homeschool she's been homeschooling for the past three, three years and as the founder of the rest assured consulting llc her number one mission is to break the mental health stigma by bringing awareness of mental illness in a relatable way in addition, Lacey provides referrals and therapists, psychiatrists, and psychologists around the country. So without further ado, let's bring on our queen, our little sis. She's going to give it to us and share her homeschooling journey and also why she is so passionate and why we need to talk about the stigma of mental illness because all of us have faced it, maybe ourselves or within our families. And we need to stop the stigma today. And how can you successfully homeschool if you're actually dealing with a child or maybe yourself and you're battling mental illness? So with that being said, hello, Lacey. You're mute, hon. Turn on, you're mute. Because <laughs> oh, we definitely want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> so how sorry. are you? I'm well, I can't complain. How are you? I'm doing great, amazing, especially since you are here because this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, dealing with homeschooling and also mental illness. So I'm so happy and thankful that you gave us some of your time to share your expertise in homeschooling and especially the mental illness realm. Let us know that even if we're battling with this ourselves or with our children, we can still successfully homeschool. So on that, yeah. my amazing Lacey, take it away. Awesome. Balance, love, and light, everyone. My name is Lacey Taylor, like Ms. Tina said. I'm the founder and CEO of Rest Assured Consulting LLC. And my mission is breaking the mental health stigma 
So what is the mental health stigma? In a nutshell, the mental health stigma is a set of beliefs that have been formed within our communities and within ourselves opposing mental health and mental illness, meaning shining a bad light on mental illness. When in all actuality, it's okay if you're feeling mentally ill. Honestly, everyone experiences mental illness within their lifetime. If you felt like you couldn't breathe, like you had an elephant on your chest, you had some anxiety and that's okay. Um, if you've had doubts where you just were crying for no reason, or maybe you were feeling like, you know, you were worthless or you were feeling less than or you weren't feeling yourself, you've dealt with depression and it's okay. And oftentimes we think when we have these, you know, bouts with mental illness, it's something that we go through for the rest of our lives. And honestly, it's not. Sometimes we experience things for three months, maybe six months, maybe a year, two years, maybe five. And it's okay. It's okay. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the internet because without it, we really wouldn't be able to connect all over the world, let alone, you know, to the next city or the next state over. And, you know, with the help of social media, I've really been able to spread the message of mental health awareness and, you know, ways to break the stigma, you know, without being awkward, you know? It could be as simple as asking somebody, how, how are you? Or if somebody asks you, how are you doing? Being honest, saying, no, I'm not okay. And this is why I'm not okay. And it's okay. And if they're not trying to hear it, that's when you pick up the phone and you call me. Because I'm going to listen to you. And not only am I going to listen to you, but I'm going to help you to find solutions. I'm going to give you the tools that you need to get those solutions. Now, as we know, with this pandemic, we have been forced into homeschool. Homeschool was probably the furthest thing from your mind when this year started. It, it's probably been the furthest thing from your mind since forever. And now it's a thing and it's your reality and it's okay. And, you know, there's some of us who have sent our children back to school and that's okay too. Um, it is what it is. And, and if you decided to keep your children home and if you wanted to continue homeschooling, that's super great. And if that's you and you're here today, I'm here to inform you about, you know, starting out homeschooling and to know that, you know, it's not going to be smooth sailing, peaches and cream, but guess what? It's doable. And the first, you know, step to starting our homeschool journey is identifying stress. And so what is stress? Stress is something that you perceive as threatening or upsetting. Okay. And when we feel threatened or upset, you know, our endorphins start going and our cortisol shoots and we're just like, you know, ready for whatever, you know, we probably feel like Debo. We might not look like Debo, but we feel like him when we stressed out, like you feel like you could punch through walls or whatever. And then there's another form of stress. See, when you feel like Debo on the inside, that's called distress. And you don't know which way to turn. Um, and then the other side of stress is called the good stress. And that's called the you stress. And the good stress is when 
you know, you're about to start a task and you're like, okay, okay, this is new. You got the butterflies in your stomach, but you still continue on and you know you're going to be okay. And that's the good stress to have. Now, the issue lies is when we are consumed by distress. And what I mean when we're consumed by distress is when we let our stress get the best of us. Uh, we'll probably say things that we, you know, wouldn't normally say, do things that we wouldn't normally do. And that's how, well, that's what I'm, I'm going to help you with, you know, trying to navigate. So we can have peace in the home because if I know anything, you know, homeschooling children and not having homeschooled them before, it's very stressful and it can cause a lot of distress because it's like, okay, yeah, I, you know, signed my kid out, you know, um, I sent my decree to homeschool, what next? Yeah, you've done all your research before and I'm gonna use this curriculum, but it's like, okay, what do we do? And like I said, the first step is to identify the different stresses. So what to do when we have distress? So some ways to cope with distress, the bad stress, is to one, stop what you're doing, you know, take five deep breaths, you know, maybe have some affirmations to say to yourself, like, you got this, you know, you can't let this beat you. And then you can return to what you were doing. So, you know, if math stresses you out, and you may not have the funds to outsource, you know, someone teaching your child math, just know that, hey, there's going to be some distress, some bad stress. And I'm going to I got to learn how to cope with it, because when you're stressed as a parent, that bleeds over into your children and your children, they can sense it a mile away. You can think you can be hiding it so well. But those babies know if mommy and daddy is stressed, they feel it. So, you know, what better way than to learn how to cope with it? So, like I said, the first way is to step back, you know, take at least five deep breaths, you know, in through the nose, hold it, and then out through the mouth slowly. Because you don't want to go, <sighs> no. What that is, if you can picture somebody fanning the fire, that's all that's doing. But in order to put that fire out to suffocate it, you got to breathe in through the nose. Hold it and release through the mouth. Try that five times. Let that be your first step, okay? And then the next step would be catharsis. And you have to excuse me for looking down. I want to make sure I stay on point because I'm known to ramble. <laughs> so the second um, form is catharsis. And catharsis is a safe way to exhibit your stress. So that can be like screaming in a pillow or maybe punching a pillow. Do not punch a wall. Punch a pillow, maybe. Um, go outside, start running, you know, or maybe take a long walk. Um, another way, another form of catharsis is, you know, putting your headphones in and having that high energy beats going and just get your body moving, you know, and get that stress out of there. Because the longer you hold on to it, the longer it's going to eat you up inside. The best way to get it out is to move. You got to move. You can't just sit there and, you know, 
let it consume you. Because if you do, that brings into another issue. And let me stay on topic. Okay. And then um, the last way to deal with you stress is, I'm sorry, is to move on to something else. This is bothering me. Is to move on to something else. If the stepping back for five minutes, um, five deep breaths, that wasn't working. If the catharsis wasn't working, move on to something else. And that's okay. You're not giving up. You're not giving up. You, when you give up, that's when you don't even try. At least you try. So try it. And if, you know, the deep breaths didn't work and the catharsis didn't work and, you know, you go back to it. I forgot to tell you, after you try those things, you know, go back to it. And then um, if doing that didn't work, if the five deep breaths, if the catharsis didn't work, move on to something else. You can always try it again. And if you find yourself getting stressed, you know, time after time after time with no resolve, then you may need to find different ways to somehow outsource, you know, that, um, that subject. Okay. And, um, yeah, those are some ways to, you know, manage our anxiety. So like I said, when you, you have, I'm sorry, the stress. So like I said, there's two different types of stress, your good stress, which is you stress, and the bad stress, which is distress. And some ways to cope with distress is, you know, taking deep breaths, five deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, releasing slowly. Um, you know, do that and then maybe wait five minutes and then go back to it. If that doesn't work, you know, maybe try catharsis. Maybe you might I gotta punch something, punch a pillow, punch your mattress, do not punch your wall, do not punch the person next to you. Don't do it. Don't air. Don't air punch. Don't air swing because you might hit somebody. So somebody might walk into it. But um, do some catharsis. Maybe you might want to go outside and run. You know, put some high energy music on. Move your body. Start dancing. You know, get everybody. You know, just stop. Let's dance. Kids probably look at you like, okay, but you're teaching them how to deal with the stress. Don't let the stress, you know, consume you. You kill it, and that's. That's period. And that's one way we deal with stress. And when we have a handle on stress, we can, well, when we have a better handle, handle on stress, our self-efficacy raises. And what is self-efficacy? Self-efficacy is the way we feel in regards to success and our ability to obtain success. Okay? So, when we have a handle on our stress, when we know how to di differentiate the good stress, you know, the butterflies in our stomach to the bad stress, which is, you know, you feeling like a fire is raging inside you. We can, you know, better learn how to navigate situations that would otherwise get us all the way stressed out. So, for instance, if um, language art is something that stresses you out, you know, apostrophes and learning what contractions are and learning homophones and synonyms and all that stuff. Yes, it can be stressful. But, you know, like I said, if that's your hard subject, if you know how to handle your stress, you can say, you know what, if I get stressed out, I'll be able to stop, take a few breaths and go back to it. 
you know, or maybe, you know, what when I start this, if I feel, you know, my stress rising and I just feel my anxiety starting to raise up, it's okay because I know that I can stop and come back to it. And being able to have a better handle on your stress, it equals the greater chances of success. I like that. When you have a handle on your stress, you can get, you know, to greater success. You'll have better success, greater success. I like that. Yes. Handle on your stress, greater success. So when you have a handle on your stress, your self-efficacy raises, which is your ability in yourself to obtain success, you know, it gets better. And um, yeah, so let me give you an example. One thing that, you know, I teach my son um, reading comprehension is writing book reports, old school book reports. Yes. And, um, you know, I tell him to write down all the bullet points that I want him to cover. And I tell him, you know, it's got to be two pages. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he knows what I mean when I say two pages. And he knows exactly what I mean when I say two pages. So he did his book report on James and the Giant Peach. And he was like, I'm done with my book report. And he gave it to me. And I said, son, what does two full pages look like? He said, you know, one and two full. And I said, okay, so why you have one full page and you just got this little block up here? And then he starts to, no, I have to start over. I said, stop. I said, one, you knew my recommendations for a two-page book report. I said, okay, you got to start all over again. You can start later or you can start tomorrow. I said, but this is unnecessary. And as parents, we have to stay calm when our child is stressed out and you see that the storm is raging in them. Instead of combating their stress with, you know, you need to get over that or da 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 da, that's adding fire to, well, that's adding, you know, fuel to the flame. And instead of that, you just tell them, you know what, if you, if you say you got to start over, you can either start over today or you can do it tomorrow, but either way it has to get done. And when we do that, that teaches our children to rationalize their stress, be like, okay, if I have to do it over again, I spent all this time, I know I'm not going to get it done today. So let me just step back and let me just do it tomorrow. And after I told my son that he was like, you know, what, mom, I feel a lot better. He's like, I- I'm not as mad as I was because you know, he started to cry and everything. I said, you know, it's not that serious. At the end of the day, it's not that serious. Yes, educating our children is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. However, the little things like a book report or a math um, problem or, you know, writing an essay, that's a little thing. And as we know, stress is a killer. That distress is a killer. Um, it can kill you physically and it can kill your dreams. It can kill, you know, your self-esteem. So the next time you feel stressed, just know that, you know, this stress can not only hurt me physically, but it can hurt my self-esteem and it can hurt my self-efficacy, you know, my ability to get things done and my ability to obtain, obtain success. And it doesn't just go for you, but it goes for your children too, because our children, they're people too. 
they go through things. Children have times where they're just not feeling it. Just like we have times where we're just not feeling it. You might be able to soldier up and, you know, carry on. But your little eight-year-old, they're not going to understand it. And that's when we have to be gentle and show our children grace and to teach them different coping mechanisms when it comes to handling stress. Because stress, you know, that bad stress, it leads to anxiety. It's like a snowball effect. You got just, you know, a handful of snow, not even bunched together, that's stress. And then once you start rolling it and not coping effectively, it turns into anxiety. And anxiety, if you don't cope with that, that snowballs to even bigger depression. Just remember, the longer you stay in anxiety, the greater your chances for a depressive episode. And we can eliminate depression and anxiety by tackling stress, by knowing, you know, if I'm feeling like there's a, a fire, and I say a fire raging inside, because that's what a lot of my clients and when I was in school, you know, a lot of people, they describe stress as a fire. Okay, however you feel when you, when you feel stress, if you feel like you're just losing control, you're under stress. If you're feeling like, you know, you can't breathe, you're under stress and you're having an anxiety attack. If you feel like you're driving in a car, but all the windows are blacked out, that's stress and anxiety. So you feel like you don't know where to turn. The only way to, you know, eliminate it is to know how to cope. And we can only know how to cope with something if we know how to look out for it. And um, that leads me to my last point, which is self-care. We know the difference between you stress, which is the good stress, you know, the butterflies in our stomach. And then we know distress, which is the bad stress, the bad stress that has the potential to snowball into anxiety and then into depression. And um, we maintain mental health wellness with self-care. Self-care is very, very, very important, especially being a homeschool parent because you're with your child 24-7. It might even feel like 24-8. And sometimes you feel like, you know, I just need a break. Sometimes mommy needs a break. Sometimes daddy needs a break. And guess what? You have every right to take that break. And self-care for everybody looks different. You know, self-care for one person might look like, you know, pampering at a nail salon while self-care for the next person might look like chilling in the bed, binge watching, eating snacks, you know, doing what they do, you know, self, you have to find that balance between self-care and like what self-care is for you. And one of the things that we do in our household is we have our mental health days. I cannot stress to you the importance of mental health days. In our house, um, Friday is our mental health day. And on Friday, um, we try our best to avoid um, work because my husband and I were both business owners. So we do our best to not schedule anything on Fridays. And um, for our children, we don't do any lessons on Friday. 
Friday, we strictly delve into what it is that makes us happy, what it is that boosts our serotonin levels. Because when our serotonin levels are boosted, you know, the chance for depression and anxiety are lowered tremendously. And so on our mental health days, you know, my son, he'll do his origami or he'll work on his action figures. Right now he's building action figures. Um, or he'll, you know, do some of his painting or whatever. For me, self-care on a mental health day looks like sitting in bed watching baking shows on Hulu or different cooking shows on Hulu and um, finding new recipes and creating a recipe um, playlist on um, YouTube. That's what self-care on a mental health day looks like to me. Um, for my husband, I know self-care for him is being able to be out on his Harley. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, how long for the day where I can go on there with him. But yeah, he got that V-Rod and I'm ready to ride out. But that's self-care for him. So self-care for everybody looks differently. And also I want to share with you, you know, creating a mental health plan. So a day where like a plan for a day where you just have no fight left and you couldn't do it, even if you tried. You got to have a plan for these days, because the last thing we want to do is feel like we're neglecting our children, you know, and feeling like we're not doing what we're supposed to do as a parent, because all that does is add to the issue at hand. And so um, the first thing in a plan is being able, like creating an opportunity for you to be able to outsource. So say for instance, if you've fallen behind in your cleaning or maybe you've fallen behind in like math or maybe language arts or maybe history, when you're able to outsource, you know, that relieves stress on your part. And um, going back to what Ms. Marcia said yesterday, when, sometimes when you outsource, you can use, you know, the person you outsource with um, as a recommendation, you know, so you can have a professional re recommendation for college. So there's benefits in outsourcing. So um, one thing that we like to do is put a little bit of money to the side. So say, for instance, you know, if my son needs calculus or something. I failed calculus. <laughs> <laughs> like F failed. Ain't no way I'm going to try to relearn it to teach him. So guess what? I'm going to outsource calculus. I'm not even going to stress myself about that. I'm not even worrying about it. You know, and and as he gets into older grades, you know, in high school, I know I'm going to have to outsource a lot of stuff because right now my son is geared towards art. My son loves art. And so that's what he's going to have. That's what he wants to do. So I'm preparing myself for a possibility. So, you know, start a little fun. You know, especially if you got a little time, you just started homeschooling, you got toddlers, start a fun, you know, a dollar here, $5 there, put that aside, okay? So when the time comes for you to outsource, you can say, you know what, let me go ahead and dip into this outsource pot because I'm not being stressed out today and you'll be able to outsource that subject. Second, is have a trusted family member or friend on speed dial and make sure they know your plan. So when I say have a trusted family member or a friend on speed dial is 
you know, that person that you choose, you call them, say, hey, for the days that I need a mental health day, meaning no babies in the house, I need to be able to depend on you to, you know, once I call you, you're on the way. And, you know, for some people, that might not be a possibility right now. But for those that is a possibility right now, um, make sure you have a plan. And if, like I said, if that's not a possibility for you right now, um, you can look into like care.com. So maybe you might want to put a little bit of money away for, you know, your mental health day other than outsourcing. Well, that's outsourcing. Damn, that's a part of the outsourcing. So make sure, you know, that's a possibility for outsourcing. If you don't have a trusted friend or family member, care.com, they have, you know, trusted health, well, health, trusted professionals and even some healthcare professionals. Um, yeah, have them on speed dial. So for the days where you have no fight left in you, you say, you know what, I got to outsource this. Let me get them on the phone. For me, it's my sisters. And if I can't reach my sisters, it's my mother-in-law. You know, they know, hey, we need you. No words need to be said. It's I got you. Okay. Third is um, make sure you have freezer meals on hand. Why freezer meals? As we know, you know, being home with our kids and, you know, we provide all of their meals for them, not being able to provide a meal because you just feel like you can't move. I mean, that's hard. But when you have freezer meals, you're able to get out the freezer, unthaw it, you know, and pop it in the oven. If you have a child that's like eight or nine, maybe even 10, you could tell them, hey, take out a meal, you know, put on the counter, um, let it unthaw for like three hours, and then you put it in the oven for, well, like 350 and cook for 30 minutes. And so what's freezer meals? Freezer meals are just meals that you've prepared that have been in a tin foil pan, you know, and you cover it with parchment paper, um, saran wrap, and foil. And you secure it, put in the freezer. So on a day where you feel like you just can't get out the bed, you have, you know, you can have breakfast, lunch, and dinner taken care of with freezer meals. I know that's one thing that I did for um, my postpartum was have freezer meals. Because when you have a new baby, especially cooking dinner, a whole meal, that's the last thing on your mind. But when you're able to, you know, have a peace of mind knowing that, hey, I have these freezer meals that I'm just going to be able to, you know, take out and put in the oven, it, it, it takes a load off. That's one less thing you got to stress about. Your babies are going to be fed. Your husband's going to be fed. You're going to be fed. You don't have to worry about trying to call somebody to deliver. No you got those freezer meals and then lastly you know if you if you have a mental health day within the within the home and you're not able to outsource anything um have an educational playlist on youtube ready so for me each child has their own playlist okay and we have different devices that each child can watch it on their playlist on so if you need a mental health day you, you can't call anybody to come get the kids you know, rest assured, you have your freezer meals ready. You tell your children, look, mommy needs a day. Or if your children can't be left alone, you sit them on the floor. You put on that playlist and you keep it going. You got eyes on them. You can take a nap. And when it's nap time, you lay down with mommy. You keep that playlist going. 
the kids are going to fall asleep. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You know, that just came to me. Just to tell somebody you're going to be okay. It's, it's not going to be like this forever. It's not going to last always. That overwhelming feeling, it's going to subside because I just gave you the tools that you need to kill it at the source. So get to doing the work now. Do the work now. But yeah, you have everything that you need. So even if you can't call somebody, you have everything you need in the home, you know, and everything's taken care of. So yeah, I hope I was able to help somebody today. You most certainly did. And I appreciate you coming on because one thing that we need to talk about is mental illness or the fact that it exists and it does exist within the homeschooling arena. It, it, it exists in regular life, but yeah. as homeschoolers, a lot of us don't want to admit that it mm -hmm. happens. And so when it does happen, I love how you gave us um, tools. I love the fact that you mentioned how you take those five deep breaths and how you're supposed to take them, take it in deep and breathe out through your mouth and not all that. Slowly. Yes. Slowly. So I love how you gave us an illustration to show us how to do it. And let me tell you, it works. You might think it's not going to work, but it is something about gaining control because- yes. The fact of the matter is when you are having anxiety, you lose control. And the fact that you can control that, it can help lower that blood pressure and help you get mm -hmm. back centered so you can focus. We have a comment. We have two, actually. Brandon says, self-care. I had to grapple with the fact that I didn't do that for myself. Not caring for yourself can deplete your life force and snap your soul. Yes, sure it can. It can. And as a homeschool parent, um, and then like with myself being a homeschool parent and running my own business or businesses, you can have too much on your hands and you have to learn how to delegate and you yes. have to learn how to rest. And like you said, Lacey, it's going to be okay. And um, <laughs> we have another comment. From Monument Mom, she said, I agree with having some freezer meals. I purchase meals through a subscription and it becomes a lifesaver. Yes, child, yes. we said some freezer meals. <laughs> Listen, she didn't give you anything else today. That is golden because literally I take uh, a day during the month, whether it's the beginning or the end of the month, and it's just a whole day of cooking. Yes. And I just cook, 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 and pack it away. And let me tell you how. It's cost effective for number one, so it helps you save money. You know what's in your food because you prepared it yourself, so you can lowering eat that stress. Yes, and number two, you always have a backup. And like with me, I have teenagers, so I'd be like, okay, go in there and just pop that in the oven. <laughs> so it's a big help. Um, also, Lacey, I love how you said to schedule you a mental health day and how important. That is, um, I totally agree with you. You shouldn't wait until you're about to break. It yes. should be something that goes along with your self-care. Now, that's something I have to work on. I do have it, but I don't do it consistently. And so with listening to you today, I need to schedule it something every week. Just yes. every week. 
<laughs> just one one day a week, you know, like I said, for us, it's Fridays. It could be Monday for you. Like coming into the weekend, people dread Mondays. Guess what? Yeah. Monday can be your mental health day. Monday is the day where you're like, all right, I got to look over my schedule or, you know, I got to look what we got coming up next, you know, prepare yourself. So come Tuesday, listen, you ready to go. Exactly. And I you love how you handle. You said when you have, well, I don't want to miss what you're saying. When you have a handle on your stretch, you can handle your stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I, I love that saying. When you said it, I was trying to scribble it down right quick. And that was a good uh, saying. <laughs> when, when you handle your stress, you have greater success. Yeah, that is when you handle your stress, you have great success. You know what? That yes. <laughs> Listen, I need to go ahead and copyright that. <laughs> go ahead and copyright that. Y'all heard it first. Lacey came with it first, right here on our home school incident. That is the girl. You need to coin that. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I will definitely yes. answer that. But it's so true because if there's one thing you can't control, you can control, you can control your stress and you can control it from snowballing into a depression. You can. Yes. You might not think that you can right now. And you might think that oh, like overcoming stress is, you know, something you can't do. You can do it. Yes, you, you can. And I like the way that you brought out about the difference, helping us to understand the difference between bad stress and good stress and how it's the different phases. Like you start with you being stressed and then it can lead to anxiety. And then if you don't manage that stress, it can snowball into depression. And from depression, if you don't handle it, it can really go into manic stuff. And yes. so... Um, it's so important that we address it and admit that there is a problem and not feel like it's a weakness. It's actually a strength when you identify what's going on and then you do things to manage it. Um, I know with me, I have to really watch my stress. I have to watch my stress levels because when I have too much stress, I start getting anxious. I start having panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And I notice when I manage my stress, I'm way better. So I know how it feels once I'm going up those levels and once it's starting Good. to get to that red zone and I'm like, Oh, 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 I back. Pull back. <laughs> and so listen, manage your stress. If you feel that you're getting overstressed, it's time for you to dial it back some and gain control because if you don't, it will go over and it will snowball. And once it gets to a certain point, sometimes you cannot manage it yourself. You need a qualified person to help you get it back under control. Yes. So totally okay. It's okay. Yeah, to it's okay. Help. It's okay. I want them to get, I just love that you're here because this is something that we don't really talk about. And I also like the point that you have ball out. Cause I keep looking down at my notes cause I'm writing notes, girl. Cause I am, a, I, I thirst for knowledge and learning is things that resonate Likewise. because I am learning as well every day. I love when you said parents need to stay calm when their child is under stress. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is that when we're homeschooling, it's not going to always be stressless. It can be very stressful. And we mm. as parents can escalate the situation when, I, when we give an assignment and it's not to its full potential or it's not the way we anticipate it. And we know they know how what we want, and they come back with something that's not right, and we be like, "Now you know, 
Yes. (laughs) And so the thing is, is that I love how you said the way we, the way that we respond can either de-escalate or escalate the situation. So parents, including myself, (laughs) we need to think about how we respond to uh, things in general and especially within the homeschool um, arena. And I love how you said delegate, which was going along with the individuals from yesterday, mm-hmm. how we need to definitely, de- uh, um, we need to delegate on certain things and it's nothing wrong but us uh, delegating. And so, oh, I forgot this last part in case they missed it. You said, oh, someone said, peace sisters. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then yeah. another person said, um, yes, I'm so allergic to BS. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that loud. Uh, <laughs> listen, I have an allergy too, okay? Uh, this right here is PG. <laughs> this PG. <laughs> this PG. Now, people, love you, but keep it PG. <laughs> maybe I should have read it. Excuse me. <laughs> I read that too fast. Maybe I need to. To, to look through these comments for our click next time. But anyway, <laughs> but um, I love how you said start a fund, an outsourcing fund. We start all yes. these funds for our retirement, all these funds for a vacation. But when you said that, I never thought of that. Start mm-hmm. a fund for outsourcing. That's a great yeah. idea. Because that's very stressful when you like your child says you know what mom or dad I want to pursue this mm-hmm. okay you might not have the funds right there but had you started the fund two three years ago it's been able to build up and so when that time comes if your child needs you know a professional you know other than yourself like someone with like a master's or a PhD that's qualified to teach it on the scale in which they need it you're able mm-hmm. to look into the fund and say you know what we got that and you're not stressing about it because you're pulling from funds that are specifically for that. So you're eliminating that stress. Like stress is that it will kill you physically and it will kill your self-esteem and your self-efficacy. You know, I mean, nobody wants to feel defeated. So don't let stress, don't let it ride. I mean, you can let it ride for a little bit, but as soon as it tries to start to drive, that's when you got to kick it out. Exactly. And um, another point that you actually brought out that I love, too, is having a mental health plan, just like you have a health care plan. But if you don't have one, you know, uh, whatever you desire to have, because we ain't even going to get on that, all that health care stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, having a mental health plan is so that's something that you can control. That's something yeah. that you can control. And it's something, and I thought that was remarkable on what you said, because I never, you said a lot of things that I never thought about, but I thought I should have thought about. That should have been on my radar. But <laughs> but hearing this, and I wrote, wrote it down, I'm like, I need to have a mental health plan. Like, what is my plan when I am at that maximum and I cannot go anymore because you have those different levels of panic, anxiety, stress, where you cannot, no matter how strong-willed you are, you cannot get Mm -hmm. yourself out of bed. I don't care who you are. You could be a superwoman, but today superwoman lost her power. And And, you cannot. Yes. So Lacey, I tell everyone 
tell everyone how they can get in contact with you. Tell everyone because they're going to need your services, because especially now. Yes. So you can find me on Facebook at the at sign R-A-C-L-L-C. That's Rest Assured Consulting LLC. And also, if you want to look up my mental health wellness group, um, that's My MI Tribe. So it's Motivational Insiders Tribe, My MI Tribe. And you can also follow me at Lacey Taylor. I mean, you can look for the young queen with the head wrap looking into the distance like this. And, <laughs> and also, um, I have my Calm Peaceful Parenting Masterclass that's going on. So if parents want to know more in depth on how to stay calm and not be the fuel to their child's flame and teach them ways to not let your children be the fuel to your flame. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the Calm and Peaceful Ma- Parenting Masterclass, we dive deep into that. That's a 30-day curriculum that I condensed into five days. So we'll, we'll go in even deeper into what I talked about today. We have another comment. Um, Love says mental health plan is a good idea. And sometimes it can be hormonal, at least for me, that can take me over the edge. Yes. Hormones is something else. (laughs) Oh, yes. And and that's okay. That's something to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. And as long as you have a plan, if you have a sister, cousin, auntie, best friend, you know, trusted neighbor, say, hey, I need you to come get the kids because sometimes we just need to be by ourselves to recenter. And that's okay. Because as a parent, we're stretched thin. And especially as mommy, you're stretched thin. And sometimes, you know, we can be like Elastigirl, you know, from The Incredibles. But we, we need a plan to bring ourselves back together. Sometimes we just can't let go of what it is and snap back. Sometimes we're all over the place. And we got to be able to recenter ourselves. And that's why it's imperative that we have a mental health plan for the day that you really you can't get out the bed. Have somebody on speed dial. Can't have that. At least you have freezer meals. You have an educational playlist. And you know your kids are okay. Because when you know your kids are okay, that takes away so much stress. And when you're having a day, the last thing you need is to be worrying if my kids are okay. And that's why we got to always have a plan in place. And that you are absolutely correct. And this one last question or statement that you made, I thought was very, very profound in the fact that if it's simple, but yet it's profound in the same nature because it makes you think. And you said this question, it was either a question or a statement. You said, what is it that makes you happy? And you was talking about that in regards to uh, having your mental health day. Or in my uh-huh. case, I'm going to have a mental health plan, honey, starting today. <laughs> but yeah, what is it that makes you happy? And I love how you share with your family do on Friday. Um, and so mine would be a Monday. Mine would be a Monday, not a Friday. My kids, Friday. <laughs> they love Fridays. Uh, me, I prefer Mondays because usually I have a hit to weekend and I like to just ease on into the week. Yes. <laughs> so Lacey, thank you so much for coming on um, today. And you guys, every all her information, all her links are in the description of this video. If you are an individual that is going through mental health illness and it's nothing that you should be ashamed about, let's just keep it real. The entire nation, including me, all of us are going through something right now. And if you are not going through something, tell me your secret. 
<laughs> I need to know because right. every, because everybody going through something. And so the fact of the matter is, not only is Lacey homeschooling, she, she's homeschooling very well, and she is tackling the stigma and bringing awareness to mental illness. And she also provides services for you yeah. if you need these services. And this is a time and I know that sometimes when we're talking about mental illness or talking about depression or panic or anxiety, we kind of shy away. So if you don't want to comment on the video, that's fine. You can click the link. It's anonymous. No one to know if you click the link. I won't even know if you click the link. You will be directed right to Lacey and she'll be able yeah. to give you the help that you need and be able to have that. I call you like a sounding board. Basically they sound, I'll let you know what's going on and you become yes. a calm resting place for them. Yeah. Yes. And, and if I can't help, like say for instance, you, you have a disorder that, you know, exceeds my educational background. I have therapists and I have psychiatrists and psychologists that I'll be able to refer you to at a discounted rate. So my psychologist and my psychiatrist, they know if it's coming from rest assured consulting, we got you at a different rate. And um, also with my services that I provide you, it's like I'm a life strategist on steroids because, you know, like you know, it. the average life coach, they don't have a background in psychology. I have degrees in psychology, so I'm better able to see what it is that you're dealing with, you know, give you the resources that you need and show you as opposed to like telling you, well, you got to stop doing this. I'm going to show you how to do it. You know, because there's one thing that I can't stand. And that's also part of, you know, my background in the army, you know, just don't tell me what I got to do. Show me. And that's how you, you're an effective leader. And as a parent, you're the leader of your household, you're the leader of your children. And you can't lead if you just tell what to do. You got to know how to show. So let me show you if you're struggling, you don't have to struggle anymore. Coach Tina, she'll get squared away with your with strategizing your homeschool. Let me help you with your mental health wellness and help your children. You know? Yeah, I appreciate that. And we all need help, especially during this time. That's why I thought that it, well, not thought, I knew it was so important to have you here because my whole platform is uh, having these untraditional topics, conversations, healthy conversations that need to be addressed, um, like mental illness, and also connecting individuals together that need yes. a service or a resource and letting you know that you're not alone. And if you are battling with this, you're not crazy. It's just something that you're going through. It's just simple chemical imbalance. And there are resources and things that are out there that can help better assist you with whatever you're going through. Because sometimes you just need to talk with someone that don't know who you are, don't know your family background, someone that you don't feel judged, you know, because yeah. everything. Yeah, so she provides that. And so uh, not only can you homeschool, but you can homeschool well. And if you find yourself getting into those, and it's a thing, whether you want to be or not, those homeschooling blues, quote unquote, because it yeah. happens, it happens, but nobody want to admit it. But it does happen when you get into that rut and you may be feeling depressed. She can help you. And if she can't, then she has resources, therapists and psychiatrists that are ready and able to help you. And even better at a discount because you connected with her. <laughs> yes. And my number one mission, not only in breaking the stigma, but in order to break the stigma, is to you know provide these services 
at an accessible and affordable rate. So I'm easy to access and it's affordable as well. So Love just like it. you just like you need a, a medical doctor to cure you of a flu or whatever, you mm -hmm. need a mental health professional to help get you through mental illness. Yes, 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 we do. And Lacey, thank you so much for coming on um, today because this is something that needs to be talked about. I'm so glad that you just gave us a peace of mind knowing that we're not alone and Never. you can homeschool. And this includes not only yourself, but also your children who may be battling mental illness because yeah. right now in our country, we're dealing with an onslaught of so many children having anxiety and depression and even dealing with suicide. So mm -hmm. this is a time for us not to be ashamed or scared or afraid to talk about it or sweeping it under the rug. This is a time for us to lock arms, to talk about it so that we can eradicate this before it gets too late. Uh, and a lot of these things happen because we're too afraid of talking about it. And so this is about giving you the resources, putting a face to the resource and that you can feel more inclined and safe, the safe haven that you connect with individuals who know their stuff in this, because this is out of my expertise. I had to bring in somebody. <laughs> I don't claim to know everything. I know about a lot, but not this, not details. She can handle it and her staff. Um, someone said, wonderful. I'm glad you enjoyed this. All right. Well, Lacey, again, thank you so much for coming on today and hang around. You can go ahead and get you something to eat and watch the rest of the homeschooling with SLVN, but stick around for our round table at the end. Okay. I'll yes, see you later. All right. Alrighty. Bye. All right. We had the amazing Lacey. So happy that she came on because I feel and I know that we need to not only address um, the challenges and struggles of homeschooling, but also the elephant in the room when we are battling mental illness or maybe our children or maybe it's your family as a whole. How can you successfully manage onslaught of stress? anxiety, depression, panic attack, and the list can go on and on. How can you do that and homeschool at the same time? Is it possible? Well, we found out from Lacey, it's indeed possible if you're battling mental illness or your children, you can successfully homeschool your child or children because you have resources available and she provides services in that regard for you. Someone say, yes, thank you for your advice. Yes, she did an amazing, amazing job. So what we are going to do right now, because we have some amazing sponsors that actually did some things. So we're going to have some video sponsors to actually show you um, and share with you what they are doing. So I am super excited for, uh, well, first, I'm going to do a little announcement for myself. I'm so excited to be collaborating with these amazing queens, these amazing ladies on the Queen Experience Edition 2. It's called the Queen Experience Guide to Planning Your Royal Position, Part 2. And the theme of the entire ebook is Snatch Your Confidence Back. So what are we talking about? We're talking about how you as individuals and business owners, we share our story, we share our heart, we pour into you, letting you know how it was when we lost our confidence and what we had to do in order to snatch it back, honey. And I know I have some men watching too. So Kings watching, you can snatch yours back too and you can benefit. And right now it's on pre-order for only 99 cents. So come on now, 
let me go ahead and show you the video because I didn't do this by myself. I was a part of a team and I'm happy to say I love collaborating because <laughs> I can't do all this by myself. So thank you. Amazing, amazing queen Nikita that put all this together and pulled all of us amazing queens together on this amazing project. And I am about to share this video with you right now that I am so proud of that she actually did. So let me get this straight for all of you. And we are going to watch this amazing presentation by the amazing Nikita Davis and all the ladies on the Queen Experience crew. <laughs> Trials come to make you strong They will never last for long It's gonna be alright It's gonna be alright Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Look, you're gonna be Alright, little one, hold tight, get it done. Weapons will form, but nothing will become a bomb. Made in the image of this greatness. So I take a like it to his likeness. God's amazing. Already equipped for any scattered shower. Just can only want a cup is overflow with Holy Spirit down with keeping order. So when it comes against count it, you're on the decline. Holy way is up, people sore, you'll be just fine. All right, all right. And I have one more video to share with you to lead into one of our amazing panelists. Yes, yeah, she on, she coming on next. We have an amazing woman engineer gonna be coming on sharing her amazingness with us. But before we do that, you need to see what she, a little bit of what she's about.
says, congratulations on gracing the cover magazine. You look simply amazing. I am so proud of you and all the accomplishments that you have had and will continue to have in the future. Like being one of the best celebrity interviewers on the red carpet, being an Oprah Winfrey ambassador, also being an advocate and spreading awareness and educating on kidney disease. And my I add, your amazing podcast and TV show. Since the list goes on and on, I can just speak your praises so much because of what you're doing, not only for yourself, but for the community as well. So if you want to know why I'm saying all these things, because it's so much more, you need to get the cover magazine today and you will understand why you gonna fall in love with my girl, my queen, my sis, yes, the amazing Nikki Rich. So keep on going. You are a trailblazer. We love you. You're motivating us. You're inspiring us to do the same and we love it. So congratulations again, sis, on being the future on the cover. Yes, all right. I just had to do that amazing um well showing you some amazing business owners that are gracing the United States of America. We had the amazing photographer for multi-ferris photography. In case y'all didn't know, I don't know how you don't know. That's my boo, that my husband. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> And so, and also Nikki Rich, she's amazing. If you don't know who she is, look her up. She's doing some amazing things in the community. And we also have the amazing Kimla Brunton, who is the CEO of Buttercon uh, Magazine. And along with that, we have Anir Eccles, which is the CEO and founder, making dreams come true at Dreamlands Production with the cover magazine. And lastly, but surely not least, is our girl, our feature honoree speaker that's going to be coming before you in a moment, Miss Lanita Preston. She is not only a homeschooling mother, she's an author, and she has an amazing book on Amazon called Homeschooling and Working While Shaping Amazing Learners. And she has four children. I'm going to go a little bit deeper. The cool thing is you can pick up Lanita's book from Amazon, and you can also pick up our pre-sale on our ebook, The Queen Experience, right now today, because you know you need how to know how to homeschool and work. She's also an engineer and a wife um, and a mom, and she has 25 years of experience. She has coaching and courses on homeschooling. She has co college customization for homeschoolers and adults 
that are returning to school and career reimagination. And she has products and different services that can support you on your homeschooling journey. She has successfully homeschooled her children to complete college by the age of 17. In addition, she is also a best-selling author of Young, uh, Young Adult Fishing fiction books. She also writes for several small business publications focused on women in business while parenting. You can find all of her books and her fiction books on www.empoweredsteps.com. That's empoweredsteps.com. And so without further ado, we have a comment Somebody said, "Woo, wow, that's fantastic. I know, it's fantastic. But you know what? I already talked enough. It's time to go ahead and bring on in this heavyweight. Let her just, just pour all into you. So let me bring on my girl. Hey, Lanita. How are you, Queen? How you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Can't complain. I live in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, listen. You know you can't complain if you over there. In Hawaii, I don't I still complain. <laughs> well, I tell you what, after this corona get over with, right? Your girl gonna come down there and I'm gonna you come like, hey, 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 aloha. Can you come, come to me? Can you tell me where I need to eat that girl? <laughs> Let me stop. But without further ado, I'm so excited, so ecstatic to have you here because you are a busy lady. And the fact of the matter is you coming in, sharing of your time with us, sharing all your expertise on homeschooling and how you have successfully not only homeschooled your children from high school, but they in college and they are doing it um, dual education, all kind of just amazing things that's going on with your homeschool and accomplishments. So I am getting ready to get up out the way and let you go ahead and share how you was able to do all of this. And please don't forget to share with individuals about how they can get your amazing nonfiction books and services as well. So take it away. Hello, everybody. So let me tell you, I mean, well, Tina told you a lot about me already. Um, but I wanted to add um, the exciting part of why I started to homeschool um, in the first place. It wasn't necessarily my choice, but my son was having, um, my youngest son was having a lot of struggles in school, um, becoming depressed at school because he was always kind of like uh, picked out because he was a verbal child, very active child. And when he was in second grade, he requested that I homeschool him. And I'd never heard of homeschooling before. And I promptly told him I wasn't going to do that. I mean, I worked full time. His dad worked full time. And that wasn't possibility. But uh, he told me otherwise. And he was right. So that puts me in the point where why I decided to homeschool him and additionally work was because at school, um, his self-esteem was getting um, beat up pretty bad. And I wanted him to be able to hear positive voices. And I realized how important positive voices were um, from my own childhood, which was a little challenging, but full of love and um, those positive voices for your kids mean so much. So I pulled him home 
his sister came home first and um, through um, just being creative and determined to make things work, I realized um, that I could do this. My husband and I both, you know, made a pact that we were going to do it and we stuck to it. And the one thing that I learned through that was I was very different than a lot of other homeschooling parents at the time that we were exposed to. All of them, you know, the moms generally stayed home, generally did all the homeschooling. And here I was a working mom and my husband was working and we augmented our schedule so that someone could always be home. We got my mom to come in some days, um, the older siblings to help out, but we had to be extremely creative. And so when you are a working and homeschooling parent, you have to start to think differently about homeschooling. You have to see it as something that you are completely in control of and that you have flexibility. And um, it's a little different than if you are homeschooling your child and still have them in the public school system because you are still adhering to someone else's rules. So I wanted to be able to completely control the rules for my kids. And in doing so, that meant I took on homeschooling them from the state, didn't depend on any of the state um, funded um, benefits and just attacked it, um, focusing on several things. But my first and foremost rule is owning my own flexibility. And that's what we're going to focus on today. But I'm going to also talk about um, some things that you may have found from the previous um, um, the previous speaker on depression and um, management of emotions and things like that, because that is something that is a little different nowadays in homeschooling that we had to deal with originally. Um, even homeschoolers are now um, having a lot of the you know, uh, oppressive feelings of not being able to socialize and be out around other people and take their kids out. So we're going to talk about that. I want to end that um, with my session today. But the first thing is we're going to talk about owning your flexibility. I'm even going to talk about child care, okay, and how you're going to make sure that you have child care and you're working as a parent and how to create an independent learner so that you don't have to feel as though you have to browbeat your kid on every single subject um, in their learning journey. And then, of course, we're going to talk about some of the other radical things I've done as a homeschooling mom, okay? So owning your flexibility, okay? Some things that we wanna talk about with doing that is your mindset change. Know that you are now the one that decides how you want to homeschool your child. And it doesn't have to be the same way all the time. You can approach it so many different ways, knowing that learning is not always from a book, that learning is not always from a video, that learning is not always from a teacher. Um, and those are things that we, when we have our kids in traditional school that we forget, that we think that we send them to school and they learn everything there, but they learn so much more from us at home than they do just by picking up a book. Now books are important as well as videos and, and instruction is important, but it's not all 
the ways that we have to learn. And when you are owning your flexibility and learning, you, you take the time to realize that there are really so many ways to learn things. But as a parent educator, you need to know how to quantify all the learning your child is doing where you didn't have to do that before. So if you had your kid in regular school, you know that they're already quantified for math, reading, writing, arithmetic, everything else. You didn't consider the fact that when you took them out of school and you guys went on a family vacation to see historical sites, that you were also feeding into that education. Well, now as a homeschooling parent that is owning their flexibility, this is what you need to start to think. You need to open your mind and think of all the different ways that you are contributing to learning outside of a book, outside of an instructor, outside of a video. Okay. And then you want to focus. Now for me, I'm, I'm not saying you have to, but for the journey that I wanted my children to go on, which was finishing college um, or starting a, a trade career or even going into the military at a higher rank, any of those choices, I wanted them to have a firm grasp on the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. And for those subjects, I tended to stick pretty traditional in some ways, but I made sure that they understood the core facts of math up to eighth grade backwards and forwards. That means meant if you ask them, you know, a multiplication problem, they can do quick recall. If you ask them to read something, they could speed read it and gain it. So those were for me the core main building blocks. Everything else was kind of whatever they wanted to do and how they wanted to experience that learning. But that was my own decision. What you do in your homeschool is your decision, remember, because you're owning your flexibility for homeschooling and working. Okay. So the other thing is, and this is a big deal. I want you guys to hold on, write this down, put it on your wall, put it everywhere. Don't take it personal. I'm going to say that again. Don't take it personal. I think as homeschooling parents and as parents, we take everything so personal. But like I tell my kids and I'll tell anyone, I am human. Number one, I make mistakes. Kids didn't come with individual instructions. What I did for one kid won't work for the next all the time. But I can't take it personal because taking it personal means that I'm defeating the purpose, that I'm not improving, that I'm not approaching the the challenge differently. If my kid is in a mood and they are not in a mood to do work, you know what? We as parents sometimes forget that sometimes we're not in the mood. So why do we expect our kids to be in the mood? So don't take it personal. And that means when you're not taking it personal, you're not getting all spun out, your feelings are not all, and then you're not escalating the situation. Um, that also goes with so many things. But number one, as a parent, realize that you're doing the best that you can and that's good enough, okay? Our kids learn from our mistakes, right? Because we talked about learning being bigger than a book, a video, or any of that. It's about experience. Our kids learn 
everything so intimately from the way we respond to them. So don't take it personal. Okay. And then bring the kids to the table. They always have a lot to say, right? Give them ownership in their own education because now they have the freedom to be involved because you're at home and you are owning your flexibility, right? And I remember talking to my daughter. I had, you know, I wanted doctors in the family. <laughs> Who doesn't? But uh, my youngest daughter had always been an avid gamer, uh, an artsy person, always drawing all the time and writing stories. And, um, and she had a very good knack for programming. And I remember sitting her down at 13 and saying, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do? Every year we would start off with a vision board and then we would change the vision board to more what I considered um, something that was more personal that you see every day that's in your notebook, uh, more like um, empowered steps. And that's what I actually have a book named empowered steps. And that's how I came up with the idea because that's what I started doing for each of my kids. Um, and it was something I'd done for myself and didn't even realize it, but it was what they wanted to accomplish overall within that year. And they were so free to change that because it's okay to do several things, right? I'm an engineer. I'm a, a author. Um, I'm a mom. I've also done so many other things. I've been a travel agent. And right now I'm even uh, on a trade team. So I love being able to experience different things because that's what life is about, right? And we want them to be able to have a voice in doing that. So you know, you want to bring them to the table. You want them to be involved in your homeschool experience because you have the flexibility to do that. That means that if they want to do math, you know, like my son hated math, but he could do it. He was proficient at it. He just took it over and over again because he just would just fuzzle out. I'm tired of taking math. And then I made a deal with him. Hey, what if I can say you can take math each subject in math only one time. You wouldn't have to take algebra over again. Um, you could only take it one time. And once you finish it, you don't ever have to take it again in life. He said, I want that. And that's how I convinced him to start taking college classes early. Okay. So when you bring them to the table, they really tell you what it is that they need. Okay. So the next thing we're going to talk about second left is, is child care. Okay, everybody asks me this question. How is it that you or I can homeschool and both of us need to work? You need to think about um, what you need as far as childcare and be creative. You know, first of all, you can get an in house nanny if you have um, the money. So if you got a good job and you're willing to pay for that, that nanny could come in, you know, watch your kids cook the meals for you, do whatever you need. It's not a problem to delegate things out at all. Um, you could also flip-flop your schedule. That's what my husband and I did. Um, I went in to work early, early in the morning, like at 5 a.m. And he purposely chose a job where he could go in later in the day. Um, so we actively sought employment that would allow us to have that flexibility, even if that meant one person was working part-time in order to make sure that we were both home. 
because ultimately that saved us money from having to have a nanny or having to put them in regular home um, daycare. And do not discount aftercare and before care that you use when your child was in traditional school. You can still use them. They don't say they have to be in a traditional school setting. They are just after and before and after programs. You can still use them. So any programs that you would use to put your kid in school, you know, while your kid is going to traditional school, you can still use them as a homeschooler. And I certainly did. Um, you can basically change one parent to just work on the weekends and one parent work during the weekday. We did that also um, in order to make sure that we financially had everything covered and the kids were, you know, being cared for by us. We bought in and, you know, worked out things with family members. In addition, there are other things you can do, like have a child care co-op of friends that you know are also homeschooling their kids and family that families that you know are also homeschooling their kids and say, hey, you know, let's come up with a schedule where all the kids are over so-and-so's house one day, all the kids are over another person's house another day, and you work a schedule where you're working within the parameters of your um, co-op for childcare. You know, think outside the box. And of course, there's camps, summer camps. You can just move your some your homeschool to be just during um, the school year, and then during the summer is when you work. You know, you work a job and a half because you have spent money to send your kids to summer camp all summer, so that they're they're in something where they're socializing. But you're you know, futtering away money so that you can be off to homeschool them later, and as well as there are times in different states that you can leave your child home um, home alone. Um, put a, you know, install a camera system, come up with rules of the house of how, you know, fire safety, uh, stranger safety, and uh, take a job that's only a week, I mean, a block or so from, you know, home where you can just drop in at home whenever you want during different times of the day. Or if you have a job that you can have your phone, you can look on your phone, you can, um, Zoom call with your child, or you can also check the house and the security system through your phone. Be creative and um, come up with different ways that you can maintain homeschooling or working. The only situation is not um, the situation where you say you can't do it. It's when you decide can't means won't and you decide not to do it because it's too difficult. So um, those are some of the options for child care that I hope helped you a bit. Let's see here. Um, third lesson, let's say, creating that independent learner, okay? That independent learner, this is very important for a parent who is homeschooling and working. Um, I did not have time to sit there and um, go through curriculum with my child. I needed to still play the role as the tutor, the backup educator. Um, and in order to do that, I needed to find curriculums that taught my children for, for me. And I did that in an eclectic manner. I also did that in a traditional manner of finding a, a complete program. And every year we would ask the kids what they wanted 
to continue on with. And that, that was kind of like the core curriculum, which was video-based education or uh, live courses. Um, but funny enough, my kids didn't like the live courses because they wanted to be able to sleep when they wanted to sleep and, you know, do work when they wanted to be able to, who would want to. So um, it depended on a lot of things. So what we did first, when we first bought our children home, in order to make sure that you can create and cultivate an independent learner, realize that this doesn't happen overnight. You have to build an independent learner um, with the strength that they need, particularly to age or experience. You want that learner to be able to read directions on their own, right? Or decipher directions on their own. So do some, you know, when you first bring your child home, do some testing to see where they are. What are their educational gaps? Okay. Spend the first six months to a year, however long it takes to build up on their, their educational gaps in reading, writing, and math. Because you are homeschooling them, you have the flexibility to strengthen those, those areas and then make all the other stuff up the next year. You know, you can double dip on history if you're doing history experiencing or uh, history by field trips or history by reading or his, history um, by videos, whatever. You can double dip on those. But the hard part for most kids when they first come home from school is realizing that they have huge educational gaps that were easily um, hidden while they were in traditional school and mom and dad didn't know what they were doing in school all day. And um, the teachers at you know traditional school didn't have time to sit there and fill in those gaps for them. So it's so important to test your kid um, figure out what their educational gaps are, fill in those gaps so that they can add properly, so that they can read properly, so that they can, you know, comprehend what they're reading in order for them to have all the tools that they need to really take off as an independent learner. Once you know what their learning style is, and there are learning style tests that you can take on my website, um, if you take one of the classes, empoweredsteps.com, and also in my book are, are mentioned, um, you want to learn your child's learning style. That is so important. Even though your child's core learning style may be a visual learner, it doesn't mean that they can't learn in other ways. It just means that you want to make sure that you overlayer any topic with that part of their learning style that they just um, are more easily, you know, um, open to learning. So if your child is a audio learner and they don't mind, they need to hear it first, they need it broken down for them in words first, then you know that. And that's something that parents, we don't do when we send our kids to school. We're assuming that whatever way that they're teaching them at school is the best way for them. But when you are homeschooling, uh, owning your flexibility, you now have the chance to build a curriculum around what will give your child the most success. And knowing their learning style is one, understanding and knowing what their 
learning gaps are and filling in those gaps, taking the time to fill in those gaps before you start having expectations on them about what they should finish. Um, and this is the one benefit with homeschooling your child and owning the learning and the growth and the transcript creation yourself rather than relying on a public school system or a private school system to do this for you. Also, knowing your child's personality types. I know a lot of people say, well, personality doesn't mean anything. It means a lot. If you know your child's personality is the type that they have to talk about everything. They have to talk about everything. They're very opinionated. And your personality type is you're very um, you know, passive. Then you know that you have a challenge. You know that this child needs a little bit more from you and you know it in advance. So take the time and go through a personality test for yourself, for each one of your children, heck for your husband too, it's, it's a lot of fun. And see how your personalities um, interact with somebody. And it's funny because when we took our test, we were, we were a little um, taken aback because we realized that most of our personality types got along pretty well with each other. We had some strong personality types, but the thing is, you start to understand how your child ticks on so many levels when you learn their learning style, when you learn their learning gaps, when you understand their personality. And then we're going to talk about the next thing that you need to think about, their love language. What is your child's love language? What do they need in order for them to feel safe, loved, and cared for? Take, there's tests that you can take for those two, um, but take the time to evaluate what your child's love language is, what your love language is. You know, and children are very receptive. And so you open them up to this and let them know, hey, know yourself. Okay. So understand that. And you meet that child in that way for their success and for their redirection for their challenges. Okay. So knowing their love language is very important. The other thing I'm going to talk about is I'm going to um, talk about some of the challenges we had with our son. When you bring home some kids from traditional school that they've had a tough time there is you have a lot of resentment, anger, um, anxious feelings built up in the child. And what I did for my kids, because most of my kids are strong willed children, <laughs> some of them. And um, I personally think that's a gift because their parents are strong willed. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here talking about owning flexibility and homeschooling and homeschooling and working and doing so many things that are radical, right? All right. So one of the things I did for my son bringing him home was I created what was called a calm down list. So many people told me I needed to medicate or whatever, and I just didn't want to do that because I felt that whatever the solution was, I needed to know how to deal with my child and manage some of, you know, help them manage some of their anxious feelings. And just like the previous speaker said, um, she talked about ways to calm down. And that sparked in me something that was very important because for my son, we had what was called a calm down list. 
and we created the list and I'll share the list with you. It's also on my blog. I'll have Tina put it in the, um, the chat afterwards, but, and it's also in my book. Um, but I created this as a way to get him to redirect and own his actions and own the power that he had in calming himself down. But in order to utilize the calm down list to the most, it had to become a mantra. We had to say it every day together. Before we started school, we opened up our books. We had it on the wall. We had it on the refrigerator. Um, everybody in the house knew the calm down list. And it had to be um it also had to be repeated when there were times where, you know, he would lose his temper or he would get upset or what have you. So he knew it and it became something that he knew by memory that he could recall by memory. And with that mantra, we also had songs that we sang. One of those songs was for us was No Weapon Formed Against Me, Shall Prosper. It was a very strong song for him. It meant a lot to me. And, um, and we had that as the backdrop to our calm down list. So, you know, the list, of course, was the mantra. It takes the entire village to um, push this home. But the number one thing on the list, number one, had 10 things on that list. One was, it's not so bad. It's not so bad, right? Number two was, breathe slowly, relax your shoulders, count to 10, right? things that they, he needed to actively do to calm down because that was the list, calm down list. Number three was don't beat yourself up, okay? But instead, hit a pillow. Don't hit yourself, right? So that was like the other um, speaker did mention, you know, you can release that out of yourself. Nothing wrong with that, okay? Pray for peace inside your head. Okay, it was important for us as a family to teach our child that they had someone else that they could go to for help. So we, you know, we mentioned in their and and my son's calm down list, and you create your own for your child. You know your child better than I do, but this was for our child, which was praying for peace. Okay, tell your story because you know what? When you're upset, your child gets upset. Why can't they say why they're upset? Sometimes you need to let it out. So that was number five was to tell your story, but you needed to tell it slowly and respectfully. Okay. And the, the next um, calm down list item was taking control. I am control and in charge of my own choices and my perceptions. Right. So we want to teach our child to take control. Give them the words to do this. Give them the lesson to do this. Own their own actions, own their own per perceptions and own how they respond to what is going on. OK, because those are the areas that they actually have control. Find small physical distractions, squeezing a stress ball or pet our dog. That was our number seven item on our calm down list. Okay. Number eight was to talk, but be respectful and don't suffer in silence. 
you know, we gave them time to do this. And they actually, we also had a calm down corner or space that they could go if they just needed to go there and just get away from everybody. Okay. So that was kind of where, where that came in also. Tell how you want to turn the situation around. The thing is, when you come up with a problem, my belief is you need to think through what you can have as a solution. So we wanted to teach our child to consider thinking about what is the solution to this? How is the solution? And children, no matter what age, my child was nine when we did this, can come up with that. You'd be surprised. Um, but we asked them to have ownership. And how do you turn this situation around? And that gave him ownership to say, okay, well, this, this happened. I responded this way. I want to turn things around and I have the ownership and I have the ability to have a voice to say how I'm going to turn this around. These are life changing ways to teach your child to think. And number 10, we wanted to remind them you're not always going to get your way, even though you calm down, even though you told us how you feel, even though you told us your solution, realize it's okay you're still not going to always get your way. So don't expect to. However, don't plan on everything coming out perfectly. Right? So that was the end of our calm down list. Let's see here. That's pretty much all I have. <laughs> so all of that and more you can find in my book, um, and you can find on my website, um, empoweredsteps.com. There's free, free classes there. I hope what I provided and shared was useful to everybody. And I'm glad that Tina had me here today. <laughs> I'm so happy that you are here today as well. Lanita, you gave so much of great information. We actually have two comments that came in while you were talking, but I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> um, it says, I was on a roll. <laughs> uh, uh, it says, did you, it said, did you have a homeschool philosophy, um, like classic unschooling or um, Charlotte Mason when you was homeschooling? No. I don't believe I, I, I'm owning my flexibility. So I did it all. Mm -hmm. Who says you can't? And I would split it up into time periods. We did serious, you know, we did a Becca and we did that for six months. And then we did unschooling for several months because I wanted the kids to, to know that they had control in their schooling. And then we did um, whatever the kids wanted for um, four months in the summer. So, mm -hmm. and I changed it up every year because I brought them to the table. So we did whatever, right? I'm eclectic too. So I do what is um, necessary during the time we are in at that, at that moment. Cause sometimes I, but I plan, but sometimes I have to move that to the side and address what they need right now. And fact of the matter is what worked for your child when they was in elementary school may not work for them when they're in middle school. And you have to be flexible and adaptable through the homeschool experience. We have another question from my, no, she, not a question, a statement. Monument mom said, thank you for providing practical tips that can be adapted for any homeschool style. 
And another person just came and said, did you use dual enrollment or CLEP? Um, for us, we did, I'm um, sorry, we did dual enrollment. We did CLEPS. We also did straighter line. Every child had a different journey and desired a different journey. I had one child that liked more of a traditional feel of school, wanted to be part of all the activities. I had one child that did CLEP testing, tried out going to a college and was like, I don't want to be around all these people. Um, <laughs> one child that wanted to travel and one that my 17 year old now is um, finishing up his degree um, also getting his pilot license as a glider pilot and also wants to um, break dance and possibly go to the Olympics to break dance. So um, I wanted them to realize that the education is great, but condensing it and getting it quicker allows them freedom to do all the other things that they would love to experience as well as later on, you know, if, you know, my son says, okay, well, I did the break dancing, you know, the Olympics came and went, I did that, that was a great life experience, but I think I want to go back and have a college experience. He can do that for his master's program. Why not? You know, um, or if he wants to do study abroad for a while, he could do that or intern. I want them to realize that whatever they want to try, it's okay to try lots of things until you find the thing that you want to stick around a little longer. Yes, I love how you talked about your journey and how it was initially on your radar to homeschool, but how you uh, saw the need to build your children's self-esteem and your child was getting bullied and you decided that you wanted to be, your children to be surrounded by positive voices and you wanted how you and your husband was able, because your homeschool is, was very unique in the fact that both of you were working, you and your husband, and how y'all had to flip-flop your schedule or to make it work, and how you gave us uh, great suggestions on nannies, uh, care, all kinds of different things. And even your child staying home by themselves, how to make that work. Because let's be real, a lot of people are forced into having to do that now today with COVID um, because they never anticipated homeschooling. So mm -hmm. how do you make your child, you know, the situation where your child has to be home as self-educating, um, how do you make that work? You know? Yes, I love that. I love how you bring out um, to give your child ownership in the learning process and how, and one thing that I thought was very, I just love this part where you had said, not only knowing their learning style, but their personality and their love language and developing a calm down list for your child. Now that calm down list that you just, that you just went down from one to 10, I need me a copy. It's <laughs> in the book. You have the book. You have, it's in there. Well, I need it again. What? Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's my it's in my Kindle. It's in my other Kindle. Yes, I did. I bought the book. Yeah, it's in my other Kindle. I have four. I have four. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! And you yeah. know, I also have a chapter in the book of how to how to imagine and picture your strong-willed child. You know, it's kind of like if you watch the Incredibles and Jack Jack is that strong willed <laughs> child. They have so many gifts. They just don't know what to do with them or how to control their powers yet, you know? So if, when you have that perspective, you know, um, you approach them in a different way. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you for reminding me. I got it on my third Kindle fire because we have like, every time a new one come up, we have different ones in the house and we kind of lay them 
off to the side. <laughs> so it's on Kindle 3. <laughs> I remember now. It's on Kindle 3. All right. So another thing that you had said, um, which was very great about letting them be involved. Um, you want them to have an experience and you focus on reading, writing, and math as your as your foundation. And the key, which I thought was very profound, what you just what you said, when you bring your child from public school to homeschool, you need to address the educational gaps. And you think just because your child is in the eighth grade that they're on the eighth grade level in all subjects, but that not, might not be the case. And so that's why you was talking about those tests are so important. Um, I thought that was very important because normally we don't think about testing our child or addressing the educational gaps that may be possible. Right. And that could cause stress in the homeschool because you're giving them work that they're not capable of doing at that point exactly. because you're not aware that there's a gap. <laughs> right. And when you bring them home, don't even think about curriculum. Think about their learning style and the learning gaps and spend that first year filling in those gaps. Spend that first year addressing their learning style, learning your child. Spend that first year understanding their love language, um, getting their calm down list, getting them to, to uh, you know, acclimate. And realize that you can pick all that up. Let's face it, from sixth grade, um, fifth grade on, sixth grade is a repeat. Seventh grade is a repeat. Eighth grade is when they start introducing college, I mean, high school um, concepts. So you mm -hmm. have, you know, you have time, right? Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of parents don't think they do, but they do. We have another question that came in and says, how did you handle history with black kids? Well, I personally felt like it didn't matter whether you're a black kid, white kid, you need to know history, right? And what we did was we looked at everybody's history. And when we started with world history, then we went to U.S. history. Then we went to American Indian history and we went to African um, history you know, based upon Egypt and all that. And I remember my daughter having an aha moment and she says, mom, you know, the Europeans have a formula for when they conquer everywhere, right? And I said, what? She said, well, when you look at history and you see it all in one piece and you've looked at all of the history from European history to uh, Greek history to African history to now U.S. history and Indian history, you realize that all the places that were conquered, they do the same thing. So I wanted my child to have a full, full view of history and unbiased, right? Um, even though I'm a Christian, I also allowed my kids to look at and study other uh, religions to see how they did because I want their experience and their choices to be honest to their to themselves. So, and they did that. And and I think that um, we have the freedom and flexibility to do that in homeschooling. We so do, do what works for you. Mm -hmm. And um, she also added, or, well, I don't know if it's a she or a he, but uh, it says, especially with everything going on in the world, uh, they said that they find the history curriculums on the market are not accurate. That's the beauty about homeschooling. You well, can dig and find it. The thing is, too, your child should dig and find it. That's what mm -hmm. you want. That's the, when I said own and independent learning. 
let them dig and find it. You know, what I think is accurate, the whole thing is this. There's her story, his story, and the truth somewhere in between. And I just told you an example of how my daughter found the truth in between, right? She saw world history, African history, Greek history, U.S. history, American Indian history, and she knew the formula just by reading what was in between. That's what an independent learner does. I don't want to say to my child, oh, all of the history that they said is fake. In life, what we see today is all based upon what what was um, built on someone else's history. And uh, we as humans are probably one of the most forgetful races along. Like, I don't know what happened to the Egyptians to make everything that they had under dirt or other places under dirt. But when you look at history as a whole, and when you teach a child to look at everything as a whole, they will find the holes and they will want to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, Anita. We really appreciate you. your words of wisdom, sharing it from the homeschool parent or parents from you and your husband's perspective on how you can successfully <laughs> homeschool and work because that is one of the big, 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 big questions. Can I homeschool and work? Uh, yes, you can. And can you do it well? Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> and, and if you need more advice, go to Amazon and get her book on homeschooling and working. It's on Amazon right now. You can get the ebook or you can get the hard copy or both. I like to have both. So I need to go in there and get the hard copy. It's something about the hard copy that I hold on to better than the ebook sometimes. But I like to have both just in case a backup. <laughs> so go ahead and it's not expensive and check her out. You can find her on empoweredsteps.com. And she also has courses available there too and direct you to different things to help you on your homeschooling journey and of course she has coaching available as well again thank you lanita for coming on and stay tuned for our little mini round table and on that note we are going to have a small (laughs) commercial break i want you to be inspired i want you to stop allowing the no's the i can't the I, I'm, I'm afraid the fearfulness to stop you in life and stop allowing it to stop you if you're wanting to homeschool. Because as you can see, there are many of us that are homeschooling in different places in our life, different types of homeschooling, but yet we are getting it done. So literally, there are really no excuses in regards to I can't homeschool because of this or because of that. It's just that you have to make the choice whether or not you want to do it. And when you want to do it, you have the desire, you make adjustments in your life to be able to do it. And you can learn from all these amazing panelists and all of us letting you know how we are doing it and how we were doing this before the pandemic. Someone said, I love your headband. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And so right now, what we're going to do, we're going to take a very small um, break. I want you to be inspired. I want you to grab your confidence back. I want you to snatch it back and let you know that you can do it. You can do anything that you put your mind to. And it's time for you to homeschool with excellence. And I hope this video inspire you to do just that.
And so let's go ahead and get to it right now. Now, before you can really figure out what your, what your fight is and how you need to fight it. Sometimes you need to feel the pain and sting of defeat to activate the real passion and purpose that God predestined inside of you. God says in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Graduating class, hear me well on this day. When you hit this day, when you have reached the hilltop and you are deciding on, on next jobs, next steps, careers, further education, you would rather find purpose than a job or a career. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Well, you guys, I'm sorry about that. Facebook can do its little thing. Don't want us to have that great clip, but I'll share it with you in the bottom of the video. But the gist of this video is that you need to find your purpose, whether it's homeschooling, whether it's business, whether it's life, whatever it is, I want you to know that you need to take I can't out of your vocabulary. I can't is one of the words. The word can't, that contract, whoop, that, that word in itself is one, one of the worst words that you can use for the simple fact it holds you back. It holds you back from what you need to do. And it also holds you into fearfulness. And I know it's not, you're not going to erase all fear because that's, that's impossible, but how you react to it is what I want you to change that mindset. So Lanita could have easily said, when it got to the point for her that she knew she needed to take her child out of school in order to give them positive words to her child every single day, she could have either said, um, <laughs> I work full time. My husband worked full time. There is no possible way I'm going to do this. But did she say that? No. Her purpose was that she had to be the safe haven for her child and know that she needed to instill that in her baby. And that's what she did. Her children, not just one, her children. And so in all cases, you have to make that decision. And so this event is all about seeing different varieties of homeschooling and you finding which way you fall into the slot. And even if you don't know after this event, you will have enough information that you'll be able to figure it out out. You'll be able to figure it out. Someone said homeschooling is the best thing I've ever done for my children. It's a learning experience every day. Very rewarding. God bless you ladies. Oh, thank you so much. And so for those of you who have businesses, um, many homeschoolers, you have businesses and you don't know how you're going to grow your business and plus homeschool and do it from home because COVID, you can't really move and shape like you used to. So how can you do it? Well, listen to this testimonial of a boot camp that is going on right up under your nose that you may not know about from a business owner who have taken this boot camp and they are seeing some benefits. Great evening. This is Patricia with I Am Radiant. She is a jewel. I had the opportunity to attend the five-day boot camp 
with the one and only Tina Ramsey of Hilda Honeypot. The course was action-packed, well-organized, great, great, great information. Oh my goodness. I mean, I have had the opportunity to apply what I learned day by day. I, I still didn't get to utilize everything she taught. and It's going to take time. But if you have the opportunity to take this course, it was five days. Overwhelming. The information was well worth 500 or more. $500 or more. She, she poured into us. She didn't miss a beat. Anybody else would have had you paying individually for each thing she taught. But she gave it all to us. So if you have the opportunity, sign up for her boot camp. Um, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. The queen served us very well. She rolled out the red carpet. And for that, I am grateful because now I'm able to grow my business on Facebook. And guess what? You can too. Guarantee you won't get this information from anyone else the way she gave it. Tina, thank you. I applaud you. All right. So thank you. I am Radiant. She is a jewel. Um, one of the things that I do, I am a Facebook business strategist. I help you strategize the best way to get your business seen to attract more customers and also level up your business using the Facebook platform. I pour into you because I know that there's room for all of us at the table, even if we're doing the exact same thing, because you bring something different to the table than me and your audience is not my audience. So I want all of us to win. So um, she's not the only business owner that have taken my course. There are some more, but as the event or as my TV show go on, I'll share more with you because I don't want you to hear what I say. I want you to hear what they have to say. And I want to make an impact so that all of us can win at the exact same time, honey. I want all of us to win because I know it and I want you to know it too. And we just had another question come in. Someone said, how are you ladies handling life skills within your homeschool? Also, do you give your child time to work in their areas of genius? Is that incorporated into the homeschool day and night? Well, guess what? We're gonna save your question for our mini round table event because without further ado, we're gonna bring on our last, Drum roll, our last <laughs> homeschooling with excellence panelist speaker. <sighs> Listen, you think everybody else was amazing? Because I know I bring the best of the best, hunty. Yeah, I, use, I lose my grandma sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so we have Miss Journey. Now, she has 11 years of homeschooling up under her belt. And she has she has homeschooled her three children. She is the founder of Each One Carry One. That's E-O-C-O, -O, a company whose mission is to bring generational health to families by equipping them with tools, knowledge, and hands-on techniques to improve and maintain family health. Through her program, Natural or Nature Classroom, she teaches 
families, foraging, um, herbalism, gardening, herb remedies, animal tracking, and so much more. As an herbalist, forager, and nutritional coach, I say nutritional, um, Journey specializes on family, whole family care, and she loves to work with homes with the homeschool community and provide support and resources and guidance where there is needed. So without further ado, our last amazing speaker, she is going to come on and talk to us about parenting through homeschooling. So how does that work? Parenting through homeschooling. Well, guess what? I'm getting ready to get up out the way because she is going to explain exactly what it is. This is our resident natural person. Yes, herbalist. This this lady can tell you how to go out in the woods and find something that you can survive on. And we need to know that right now. So I'm getting ready to get my little notes together, girl, because uh, I need to know what I can find in these woods beside my house. So I can... <laughs> <laughs> so journey thank you so much for coming on today and you go ahead and take it away okay hi everybody Whew. it's a pleasure to be here i'm really grateful um to be able to come here talk with you guys and share um some of the things some of my experiences and knowledge like both of the the two previous panelists that just came on oh my god that was just um amazing. I can relate to a lot of things that they were talking about. And so my talk is going to, it's called parenting through homeschooling. Now I've been homeschooling for three years, for three years, for 11 years. I have three children. My oldest is 18. My middle is 11, not 12. Ooh, he just turned 12, 12. And my youngest, it's seven years old. So one thing that I feel that doesn't get highlighted enough in homeschooling is the 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 load that we take on in because you're parenting, right? So you are the teacher, but you're also the parent. There's other things that we have to do for our children. We have to take care of their health, right? We have to um, take care of the house. There's so many layers into these things. And when we go into homeschooling, we're just, we're trying to separate the two. You're going to start focusing on the academics, math, reading, science, so on and so forth, all of this different curriculum. You're looking at all of these things because our view of schooling is what we know from the regular public or private school that we've attended, right? Because a lot of us, I didn't, I wasn't homeschooled. Right. So I went to regular school like most of us did. So going into homeschooling, again, I separated the two, but the two were always kind of like bumping head. You're a teacher, or you teacher now, or you're a mom now. And just from my experience, when I first started, I was mom who was teaching, right? I wasn't a teacher. I was mom who was teaching. Just like Miss Preston, my daughter, when she was in the fourth grade, she came to me and she was like, she 
wanted to stay at home and she wanted me to educate her, to teach her. I'm like, why? She was being bullied at school. She loves school. She loves learning, but she was being bullied at school and she just got tired. She didn't want to go no more. She's like, why don't you teach me? And I was just like, girl, no, you have to go to school. The only thing I knew homeschooling was what I saw in the movie. So it was always a cult or some things. And she was like, no, no, no. So I started doing my research and through my research, I found out like, oh, there is something like homeschooling is real. And I started digging a little bit more. And the more I found out the freedom of really um, personalizing my child's education, I jumped in on it immediately. She came home. I told her she was happy. So I started this journey because out of her request. And that is a journey that I am grateful for because it literally saved my me and my children, my child relationship, my oldest, my first, and made me such a much better parent. And through that, right, just like the video that we was watching before that got shortly cut off, um, that would, you know, that was talking about um, finding your purpose. I was able to find my purpose through homeschooling by teaching my children. So. I'm gonna back up a little bit when I say that I was a mom teaching and not a teacher. So when I started teaching my daughter and I was homeschooling her, when she'll make a mistake, I will be upset, I would yell. And I came from the background of, of yelling at the children, spanking the kids, you know, all of that. That's, that's the background that I came in when I initially started homeschooling. So any little thing that I felt like she knew how to do, but she wasn't doing right. I was on her. I was on her and I was harsh in every way. And I started seeing that it really wasn't working because I'm the type of person, it's all about know thyself and I like to work on self-development. And I did not like that when it came down to sitting down and, and teach, for me to teach her, if I raise my voice a little bit, she'll you know, like her body language, you know, she, I can see that she was afraid and I had to start to do some changes and I started to sit down and having a talk with her and she'll tell me like, well, you know, I'm like, why are you afraid? She was like, because I don't know if you're going to be mad at me, you're going to yell at me. Like, so I don't really know what to do. And I didn't want that. So I knew that I had to change. I had to, as a parent, I had to make a lot of changes because if I'm teaching her, right, the intention is his for her to learn. You cannot, a child, nobody can learn when they feel threatened, when they feel like if they do something, something bad's going to happen to them. So I had to change all of that. I had to relearn and unlearn some things. So I understood that when if you're a teacher a teacher doesn't yell a teacher wants to make sure that the person who they are teaching they know everything about that child right like me preston talked about before learning their personality knowing their um learning language all of this thing because if my goal is for her to learn i need to know as much about her and how she learned right and how I learn and how I teach so I can, we can find something in the middle. I, because 
of like I've told you guys, like I, I was a mom that was yelling, I was a mom that was spanking, and my daughter was a little bit fearful. I put everything aside. I put everything aside, meaning um, math, like all of those those typical um, academic thing that we normally focus. I put that aside, and we focused on our relationship because I had to change. It wasn't about her, I had to change. And her self-esteem was also low. So I wanted to help nurture that and bring all of that stuff up. So our study was just about human behavior, psychology, um, communication, how to express how you feel. And for me, changing my pattern. So, you know, I will tell her like, you know, if I'm doing something or if I'm saying something that is making you uncomfortable, let me know. In the beginning, she couldn't do that because I came again from background is like what I say goes and, you know, don't talk back, like all of that stuff. And she was afraid. I was like, no, I'm not going to be upset. You know, just let me know. And little by little, she started to open up but she wasn't sure how I was gonna react. And for me as a parent going through that, and when we spoke about, when um, Ms. Taylor spoke about mental health, it was hard to do that, that change. It was hard because you get this, this, this rage that comes through you sometimes when you're upset and your child is doing something and it's just a trigger to you and in my head and in my body, I'm feeling it, but I also had to learn to control that, to bring it down. Um, and unfortunately for me, um, seeing a therapist, it just wasn't in the cards. So I had to do that work um, with myself, with myself, and at the same time, um, building that relationship with her and fixing my, my mistakes you know, with my child. So I was, we was doing the parenting and we worked a lot on our communication. Communication was vital. We talked about everything. And like I said, again, in the beginning, it wasn't easy. She was not just boom, open. She had to test me. Like, did she really change? And to be quite honest, in the beginning, it wasn't as easy for me to fully make that big change because I still had triggers. Some days I can control myself, hold it in and not let it out. Other days, once it was out, it was out, there was no stopping me and it, it was really bad. It was really bad and that took time. And there was something that I realized in the course of these things that, that reminded me of domestic violence. Like I will do what I said I wouldn't do. And then after I come down and realize that I messed up, and I sit down and I'll talk to her and I, I will apologize. I'm sorry, you know, but then it will happen again. And then we'll sit down and do the talk. I'm sorry. And I was just, and that reminded me of that. And I was just like, oh no, like I, I can't, I can't have that. Like this, it, it can't be that way. Not with my child. Like I love my child. I love my children. And the last thing I want to do is to hurt them, but I have hurt them. So I have to make it right and I have to change and I have to rebuild, right? The thing within my child that I kind of closed in because when we yell or when we hate our kids, there are certain part of them that goes, that, that goes dormant, you know? And I'm a firm believer on taking accountability for what you do. 
and making it right. And I had to make it right. So we worked. I worked extremely hard. And her as a child, see, with children, one thing we have to remember is that they are once they are people. And two, just like if you're in a domestic violence and your partner has been um, violent or you know verbally abusive towards you and you heard the apology over and over and over and no one did do something and you flinch because you know that it's gonna happen again. You don't have something that be like, okay, he's not gonna do it again. That's just what happened. But the children is the same. And it got to a point where I, I like I, I I I won over myself, and I was no longer screaming. I was no longer um, having those 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 really bad moments or feeling the need um, to spank her or anything like that. Like all of that stuff eventually died off. I was no longer doing that. That was great, but on her end, the person that is the victim that is hurting right it's changed her ways too because she now she has to test me did i really change is this really true so um she will also exhibit behavior that in the past i will behave one way but no because we worked on communication communication was big we'll sit down and talk about it because i wanted to have that relationship I wanted her to know how much I love and care for her. And I also wanted her and I to have the type of communication where we she can tell me anything without worrying about me acting up, being obsessed, judging her, or anything, you know? So she became more comfortable because she'll see even when she says something that is that 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 will normally make me uh, yell or things like that. I was no longer doing that. She'll she, she then if she does something really bad or she starts to lie, and my only thing with that is like just tell me the truth. You know, I can work with the truth. I just can't work with the lie. And she'll tell me the truth, and then she'll see how my reaction will be. And she started to gain a little bit more trust in me that I was no longer going to be that parent with her. And um, she was really into psychology and um, uh, what is that? Learning body language. Like those were the things he was doing heavy and communication. And because she was also being bullied in school, she was having conflict with making friends. So someone mentioned about lifestyle in here. And one of the things that I would do with her because I was working on uplifting her and giving her confidence within herself and self-worth. So she was having issue making friends. So we'll talk about, you know, about what is it that she is looking for in a friend? What type of friend does she want? What type of friend is she to others? And what is she having an issue with in terms of making connection with other people? We'll go to the park. So one of the exercises that was really part of our homeschooling thing, we'll go to the park, me and her, we'll talk beforehand, making sure she's okay. I'll walk her through what to do. We'll go to the park, we'll see a bunch of kids playing. And the the, the exercise was for just to, for her to just walk over them and say hi, right? And the first time she'll walk halfway and then she couldn't do it and then she'll come back. Okay, cool. We go home and we'll talk about that experience and what was it like for her and what what caused her to stop and just rehashing things and wherever um, she needed a little bit of coaching, a little bit more of a sturdy 
example I would give her that. And then like, okay, tomorrow we'll go to another place and we'll try it again, you know? And I'll congratulate her because she got up and she went half. That's something. And we'll just do that until she got to the point where she was able to talk to the other kids and make friends. And that was no longer an issue for her. And then it moved on to, okay, now you know how to make friends. Now you're getting people's number and things like that, but you're not calling anybody. You're not, she's expecting to have friends and have this big old thing, but she doesn't call anybody. She wasn't doing any of that. So I had to teach her about that too, like reminding her, started with a kindly reminder, hey, why don't you call so-and-so? Um, we'll start to set up things because she'll let me know um, why she's struggling with following through and making phone calls and, and just being in contact with other people. So learning relationship became uh, big. And I'm a big believer in um, teaching our children through their um, what is that called? Oh my God. They're to the children developmental stages, because at different stages, there are different things that are happening to our children. There's a time where we are the most important uh, person and they're looking at everything that we're doing and they're mimicking that and they want to be like us. And then there's another time in the stage where it's all about their friends. Right. And if you know your child, like I know my child, um, she's, she, she's easily influenced. Um, she wasn't at a place where she was a leader. She was more of a follower. Right. So it wasn't, I wasn't going to turn her into a leader because that's not where she was at. That's not what she was ready for. But what I did is I had to teach her, um, on how to be a follower because we are all they are followers and they are leaders but even as a follower there are some things you need to know how do you pick the leader that you're going to follow what do you look for in a person or a situation to follow the pros the cons what some of the things that you can do and always had that open communication always had that open communication just to fast forward a little bit she's 18 now me and her um, like she calls me about everything. We talked about everything. She's, um, right now she's doing culinary cause she's, she's into that. But I know that if I didn't do homeschooling, I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to be faced with doing that change because when you're teaching, you got to do it differently. And then homeschooling, allows you as a parent to change. Like you are obligated to change your ways. You are obligated to know that you're not always right. That sometimes is your, your way is not working for the child. And you might have to unlearn and relearn some things. You might have to really focus on other things. Like we all know our children. If you have a child that has an organization problem, a child um, that is going through emotional problem. You can make their their difficulty a thing for you to teach them on how to navigate through that. That can be part of the teaching and because that is what is um, taking their time. That is what they're feeling. That is what they're going through silently on their own. And you want to help them navigate through that. And if you don't know how, you, you should get some help and 
um, from a professional or someone that's done it before to kind of walk you through that. So that is for me, parenting through homeschooling. You have to keep in mind of your own, um, your, your, your weakness and your strength and strengthen some part of yourself um, and rely on the strength that you have. My strength is I, 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 I believe in accountability and I know that I'm not always right. And I like to, you know, if I need to change, then I'll make that change. And I've really relied on that in this. Now, um, when I say you helped you find your purpose, I have three. My 11-year-old and my seven-year-old have never gone through what my 18-year-old have gone through because I've changed and I've become a better parent and a better teacher. So my son loves nature and by homeschooling him and doing nature things with him because that was his things, I had the opportunity to um, go back into the things that I've always loved as a child. As a child, I was into herbs. I was always into plants, but only as a child because no one pushed me into um, the art of healing. So with my son, taking him to nature classes in different places, and I'm seeing plants everywhere and I'm noticing plants and I'm feeling like something is calling me to those plants. And I started to learn about the plants. I started, I knew how to identify the plants. I knew what the plant was doing. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I can teach this because the people that was teaching the nature classes wasn't giving us enough information, but I knew a little bit more. So I was like, I can do this. So I started running and teaching nature classes. But in the midst of all of this stuff, I had a child that was also um, my youngest. She had a lot of food allergies. So I was also focusing on nutrition because now I have a child that has all of these food allergies, right? Um, her needs were different. She's allergic to wheat, eggs, dairy, um, oatmeal, uh, gluten, you name it. I had to change how I cook entirely. I went back to school to learn nutrition. You know what I mean? Because that's why I started noticing like, wait a minute, we are parents, we cook, we take care of our house. But one thing that we do not, in my opinion, push ourselves to know enough about is health, but specifically nutrition. Nutrition is the foundation of health. What you eat on an everyday basis, what you consume daily is what sets you up for either being a healthy person or person that easily catches things. And we know about calories. I knew about calories, but I knew nothing about how much, how many of you, how many nutrients does a child need to have per day to sustain their whole body? What nutrients specifically do they need? And like I mentioned before, the development stages, right? A seven-year-old girl shouldn't have the same, shouldn't be in the same nutritional habit as a, a young girl who started her puberty, right? That's, that's, that's a whole different phase. The need of the body in those two uh, stages is different. A seven-year-old's body nutritional need is different than a teenager. A lot of us will hear someone will say, my boys are eating me out of a home, right? They're eating everything. 
That's because everything is growing and changing and expanding and the body's like, we need more, we need more, we need more. But us, mom, dad, caretaker, we don't, we weren't taught about all of these things. So we just make sure that they eat and we look at something healthy. It's like, okay, make sure you eat organic, make sure you have a veggie, make sure you have this. But you can eat healthy and still not be healthy if you don't know what your body needs. So those are the things that we need to know. And because we are homeschooling, we are in a place where we can really, really harness the power of our children's health. The exact same way we do with homeschooling and educating. We learn the life, we learn the, the, the love language, we learn the learning style, we learn all of this stuff. In nutrition, because your child, you feed them every day, know what does your, is your child deficient in anything? What is your child deficiency, right? Um, is it just good to know general body information on how the body works so that when you're cooking, you know that today my children, they received all of the, the, the vitamins, the minerals that they need to get per day. I give them that. Uh, a lot of us like to do peanut butter and jelly, right? So what, what nutrient is your child getting from peanut butter and jelly? Like you can say, oh, it's only X amount of calories, but can you tell me, oh, okay, well, you know, she's getting her dosage of vitamin A, she's getting a little bit of magnesium, she's getting, like all of those things is what's really gonna help your child's health in the long run. And now in a time of COVID, it's more imperative because if we are not properly informed, right, in what your child needs, just on how the body functions by itself, we're not going to be able to successfully provide them with the proper nutrition. You want your child is 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 doing schoolwork, right? There's a certain part during their development stages where the brain, like right now, we know that their brains are still developing, it's still growing. Are you giving your child brain boosting foods? Are you doing that? Right? Like what would what what would that look like? That's important because then when we go food shopping, we know exactly what to get. When your child wake up and they're sluggish and they're like, oh, I don't want to do no work or whatever, you will know, like, okay, let me give him a little bit of this or a little bit of that, because that will help to kind of elevate um their mood or whatever the case may be, give them a little bit boost of energy. You know, all of those things are really important. So what I like to do is I like to take families out and take a little step further and introduce them to nature and learning how to forage, identify um, medicinal plants and edible plants and knowing how to use them and how they affect the body so that we are not depending on, because the healthcare system is really bad but the health starts at home. So you'll know how to, um, how to take care of your family's health from home. We are their first uh, doctor, their first nurse, their first everything, because when they're sick, you have to take care of them, right? You start to do things, but there are some things that you can do that can be really helpful. And there's some things that you could do that may not be very helpful. So learning what plants are outside or around you, you have a pharmacy, you have healing things around you at all times. It's also to the point, like if you didn't have the money to afford certain things, you would know, okay, you know what? Let me go pick 
some berberine roots because it's an antibiotic, you know, and that's what I do. And I'll teach them how to make the remedies, right? Once you, once you know how to identify the plants, then I teach you how to pick the plant. And then once you pick the plant and take the plant home, what to do with the plant and how you'll be able to use it. And right now with COVID, I'm focusing a lot on medicinal plants for the respiratory system, right? So um, just the other day, last week, I was teaching about um, golden seal. If a lot of you guys know about golden seal, it has many medicinal properties that's really good for the, um, that is, it has a berberine, which is a great antibiotic, right? So it's really um, good at killing infection. It's good um, when, even when you have a cold, if you have, it's antifungal, if you have any rashes on the skin, it helps with that. And golden seal is native to here, but golden seal is over harvested and it grows in the wild. Like it grows in the wild. Many, a lot of us, if you would know how to identify, you can walk into the woods and dig up some golden seal and you're good to go. But because it's over harvested, there's another Japanese plant called Japanese barberry. And it has berberine too, which is an um, uh, antimicrobial antibiotic. So that's, a, that's nature antibiotics. And that, just knowing those little things, even if you don't use it right away, but it's information that is there um, that you can use. So I just wanted to show you guys the root real quick. So this is berberine. If you can see that, that orange, or not orange, but the yellow, right? That's an indication right there of the berberine that's in this plant. And golden seal have the exact same <clears throat> thing. And a lot of you guys have actually Japanese barberry growing um, or you've planted it you know, in your front yard and things like that. So you have medicine that's right there and you may not know that it's there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm just gonna have to have you back on. I'm just gonna pull you on the Tina Ramsey show so we can do like a whole herbal uh, peek and see or whatever you wanna call it. <laughs> because that's a whole nother thing because it's fascinating and we need to learn these tools. And I also absolutely love how you are being totally transparent in the homeschooling journey. One thing that I love to do and what my platform is about is being transparent so that you can find your confidence and strength to know that you're not alone. And many times we look at the YouTube videos, the Pinterest, the Facebook posts, and everybody like, it's just was wonderful today. <laughs> A child that uh, four years old cutting out the paper perfect. I'm like, what four-year-old can cut out paper perfectly? Show me that four-year-old. So I love the fact that you're being transparent, letting them know that it was a process and how you had to do some work on yourself first to be the best version of yourself in order to become that safe haven for your baby girl and how, in essence, that forged you a bond, a relationship mm -hmm. that you would not have been able to do if you was not homeschooling. And it's kind of like with me, you kind of like remind me of me in the fact that I homeschool my children to teach them, um, to, to provide a safe place for them. And, and my child was getting bullied a lot as well. But in essence, it starts teaching me stuff. I start yeah. learning about myself through the homeschooling process. 
and start nurturing because you're teaching your child that it can be the best they can be. They can do this, that, and the third. You just have to believe. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Let me practice what I preach. And then you start yes. pouring into yourself. Yes. And you notice how you actually start changing for the better because you start identifying, start making adjustments. And in essence, homeschooling allows the whole family to grow and if you have any uh situation that you need to tackle it, it helps you to be able to have a safe place to heal yeah. because all of us have different backgrounds different upbringings and we tend to carry that onto our new families even though we didn't like it when we was growing mm -hmm. up we carry yeah. it we carry yeah. it because it's just a habit right yes Homeschooling allowed me to be able to do a deep dive into my inner self, mm -hmm. the deep, deep, deep part of who Tina is and what she isn't and what she do not want to be anymore. Yeah. And in essence, you're adversely teaching your child to do the exact same thing and building strong bonds. But we had like a slew of questions. So <laughs> that's why I popped on. All right. Um, one of those we're going to answer with the round table. We had a person, Ash. Ashley said yes when you was talking about homeschooling. Shawana said awesome. We have a Facebook user say yes. And if your child has some conditions that affects their diet, when you was talking about diet, I love that. In essence, I must tell you something about you. <laughs> was talking about your homeschooling journey and the process of I, I could literally see how you was on the hill and how you went back in those feelings of when you had to change yourself in order yeah. to be a be better person for your daughter, for yourself first and then in yeah. for your daughter. And then how that grew to a wonderful bond, a wonderful relationship because you admitted there was a problem and then how it led you to being a better parent for your other children because yeah. you already developed that relationship yeah. and how your face just lit up when you're like, and now with my other two, they never experienced this. It was a learning process for me and my daughter to, to lock arms yeah. and learn. And then we found nature and your face just like, <laughs> <laughs> your face just lit up. I was like, she found her purpose, her happy yeah. place. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, we have, um, as you said, this is really, there is a really good book that helped me with homeschooling and understanding how it's a noble thing that can change yeah. the world for all of us. And the book is Dumbing, Dumbing Us Down book by John Taylor. Um, and she said another thing. She said, see how awesome homeschooling changes mothers and make us better for the world. I love your story journey. Glad I stayed oh, and you. listened. See, I told you your whole thing. Watch the replay. Watch the replay of yourself and how you went through the pain. I could see how when you went through the pain and you were sharing it, being transparent and how you gradually went from despair to hopeful to elated, like perfect. I found myself. It, it was it, it was it was great to watch. That's why I didn't want to pop on with all the questions and stop you <laughs> in your train of thought. Because I'm like, oh, I love watching this transition. <laughs> and someone said, T said um, that was amazing. Like uh, preparing survival skills wrapped yeah. into nutritional classes. Yeah. And Ash also said, we have got to get children back to nature. We have to get them connected to the roots and um, the real reality of life. It heals. It changes you once you plug back into mother, uh, yeah. mama earth. Yeah. And it's so important because it helps us 
to be self-sufficient. So right now their food shortage is going on, but technically maybe it's going on in the stores, but it's not going on in the woods. No, it's not going not. on. In, so we figure out how to be self-sufficient and identify these things now we'll have something in our arsenal of survival kits yeah. that we can go to any place and be able to get the nutrients that we need, mm -hmm. be able to take care of ourselves if we're sick, be able to, man, they have herbs for everything. You need something to be happy. Yeah. You, need something to be happy. <laughs> yeah. you need something to sleep. You can get some sleep. I mean, you, I mean, really. Just go back to nature. And so that's what I absolutely love, Journey. And you hold tight. For one moment, we are actually getting ready to take a very, very small commercial break, and we're going to dive right in to our uh, mini roundtable where I'm going to, we're going to address the question that someone asked us about life skills and just round up this amazing event with our amazing speakers. So without further ado, I want you guys to take, a, just watch these amazing commercials and what i particularly love about journey what journey said is that we have to just pay attention to our nutrition talk about the things that need to be talked about and address these issues and with that i am going to play this commercial because many of us women young girls we don't talk about this and it's something that we are carrying on from generation to generation and we need to not only address it but we need to take care of it from a natural perspective you need help with that, you can contact me and also get Journey because she is way above me when it's dealing with what's in the woods. <laughs> so we'll be back in a moment. On this journey, I found myself on the road through personal pain and discovery. I found out that there were so many women and young girls who suffered just like me due to having a lack of information about our bodies. I knew then that it was up to me to help and share what I know. So I traveled on the road that has many ups and downs in order to empower and inform young girls that there is a better way. And I'm yet on this road again, which is very uncertain, but there are many bright moments along the way with inspiring the next young generation of ladies to take control of their bodies, health, and minds on this road. I find myself moved with compassion and empathy for the moms who just don't know. That's why I go to many places, near and far, to inspire, to educate, to empower the next generation of women and young girls to take complete control of our minds, our bodies, and our health.
and we're back. <laughs> you know I can't do nothing. I have to make y'all smile. All right. I am going to bring on our amazing panelists. Um, we have one from Hawaii. Aloha, which means the same thing in any language. And we're going to bring on our amazing journey, who is our resident nature um, individual. And also Lacey, who is breaking the stigma on mental health. Yes. All right. Let me bring my girls on, my ladies. And we are officially on the mini round table event. This is where we do in this part or the ending part of our event where we are getting together to have a conversation, a conversation about homeschooling, a conversation about our perspective to the exact same question, because we're all different individuals and a little bit different on today because we actually have a question that someone asks uh, in regards to life skills. And so we're going to allow time for everyone to be able to answer that question. And I want to give a shout out to all the audience everybody in the audience today y'all are lighting up this comment boy i can't <laughs> i can't hardly keep up okay so welcome back ladies um first of all i want to thank you for having just sharing and pouring i mean literally you you help me like okay because i wrong I got my notes. <laughs> y'all did an amazing job and so we're gonna just dive right on in due to time and the question um, that I want to address this, just in case they're watching, uh, T said, how are you ladies handling life skills within your homeschool? I mean, she asked three, he or she asked three questions. So we're going to just address, uh, are you addressing life skills in your um, homeschool yet? Some of us have children that are older. Some of us have children that are younger. So how are you going to do it? We're going to start with the round table since I see Lanita up to the top. We're going to go, go around the table. So, Lanita, how are you uh, handling life skills? Um, I actually individualized it because I have one daughter that's an extreme introvert, mm -hmm. although she won't admit it. And then, <laughs> and then I have a son that's an extreme extrovert. So um, it really didn't matter. The funny thing is I had a lot of people say things about, you know, oh, well, you're homeschooling, then they're going to miss out um, on those things that they won't be able to build up on. But I think you can compartmentalize every experience that you want your child to learn. And I think it's okay um, for my introverted daughter to, you know, spend the time that she needs, you know, being introverted. There's nothing wrong with that. Who says there's something wrong with it? Um, but um, what I do is I, I create challenges for them. Um, as Journey said, you know, she did for her her child to um, introduce them or push their boundaries. And so I will put them in things where they have to um, challenge things. And my thing was always, um, because kids are always going to say no, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't listen to their no. And I, I always say, well, you need to try it first. And if you try it and you don't like it after you've spent some time trying to do it to the best of your ability, then we will redirect. So with my older daughter, I made sure that I put her in camps um, that made her come out of her shell. 
Um, I made sure that I also did her, you know, challenges with her. My oldest daughter was in um, taking college classes and she was 18, 17, going to a four-year college. Um, and I told her, I said, for each person that you meet and you um, get their name and their story, then I will give you $5 for your allowance. Oh, she went. I, mean, I know she went crazy with that. I know so, she. No, it took her a while to get started really? on that. I, I had to be, like, <laughs> right, but that was not her personality. And now you would never ever know that she was that much of uh, you know an introvert. Um, yeah. My other son was an extrovert, but he had a problem being a follower. You know, so um, we would, you know challenge him to do that. There's the uh, series called Mindset or um, basically uh, we worked on their mindset. We worked on communication. We talked about communication and I just did not fit the typical homeschool um, mom where I had to put my kids with only homeschool um, homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. I feel that it was important for my child to understand how to mitigate different relationships with people from all kinds of you know backgrounds and experiences, so they went to public school um, aftercare programs. They went to um, homeschool events. They went to events you know um, that taught them how to do speech and debate. That was very important to me. So that's what I did. I basically created a situation where they practice life skills, but life skills is really being able to understand people, understand mm -hmm. a, a person's body language, when to back mm -hmm. off, you know, um, because everybody with lifestyles that that's funny to me because every time you're in public school, when you go from elementary to middle school, you start all over. You're at the bottom again to the top. Then you go to high school, you're at the bottom again. You got to work to the top. You go back, to, you go to college, you're at the bottom again to the top. You start a new job, you're at the bottom again to the top. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know with me, with my child, because, um, well, I have an introvert. My daughter is very introvert. Um, she's happy with being with by herself. It does not bother her. She can occupy her time. It does not. And she's very studious. So. Um, I raised both of them to be independent. So like you, uh, even my child with development delays is very independent. I just have to set it out, walk out and be like, listen, this is what I, I, I expect of you. And I want you to have this done and they can go and do their work. But with him in particular, being that he has high functional autism on um, multiple learning differences, it was so important for me to be able to, for him to be able to be independent and if he chose to, he can be independent on his own. So teaching him how to understand those social cues, which you're talking about, because when you have autism, that's one of the things that's usually is something that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Understanding what to say and not to say, because they're very literal. You want to know the truth at somebody with autism. They will come out and say, uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> please don't ask them if you're fat. Yes, you are fat. I'm like, oh no, you don't say that to a woman. Like, even if she asks you, you're like, I have no comment. <laughs> you know, well, you know, and and that's the funny thing is we we have all of these definitions for for 
uh, person's quirks. Yeah. But the funny thing is, you know, I've been around, I'm 50 years old, over 50. So I have people in my family that had autism before, you know, it was given a name. And I'm saying to myself, yeah. well, gee whiz, you know, before <laughs> now you're given a name, before they thought they were completely normal. <laughs> and everybody around them was just like, mm, he just that way. We just accepted that person for the person's makeup. Because let's yeah. be honest, is fixing them really necessary? You know, well, it's, it's about fixing, everybody being able to be in a right, be able to be able to be social. Uh, and he is the most social person but, in my house. But we talk. Like, people I, I'm to not do as that. social as he is. Like right, but, but think, right. But think about we taught people to do that. You remember, um, Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah, yeah. His mom yeah. didn't, you know, it wasn't about labeling you. It was about working with what you had, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing with my children. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, he has this. Or I was like, we're not giving a person a label. They're a person. Yeah. And I I'm with the never person knew from where they are. Until it came up. Um, in a conversation, we was having a family conversation and, and it came up because he never knew. <laughs> he never knew. However, it's certain instances where I tell parents that a name is necessary when you're trying to get services. Like if you're yeah. going in to try to get services for uh, speech therapy or you're trying to get occupational therapy, that's when I use the label because that's only what they understand. If I'm trying to avail myself to some services that's available to him in order to help him uh, level up. But I agree with you. Labels are something that can really cause a problem. And when I worked in the school system, that was one of the issues what made me come out is because putting those children in the middle of the hallway, sitting with a big label outside the classroom, it made them a target for bullying mm -hmm. and made them feel inferior and different. And um, no matter how hard I tried, I'm just one person. I couldn't change that within the right. system. So that's, that's and, the main and, reason why I came out. But I, and that's, I agree that's, with you. That's the life skill. But see, that's, mm -hmm. that's about life skills too. You know, at the end of the day, our kids need to know there's going to be situations where you're going to be bullied. Yeah. You have to not take it personal, right? That's the thing. Don't take it personal. That don't take it personal goes a long way. And, um, and that's the thing is, the first it was a label if you were homeschooled. Well, now that label's out of the wash because everybody had to homeschool. So um, that's what you teach your homeschooler to do is to communicate and to watch. You know, I had to teach my kids, watch what the other kids are doing. Assess the situation before you jump in. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a life skill that you use everywhere. You start in college, watch what people are doing. Assess who you want to hang out with and what you don't, because you'll be able to see more without saying than anything. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked because um, even though my daughter, that's the introvert, says she's not an introvert. <laughs> she's very good at assessing people and she's community. She communicates just fine. Um, but those skills are life skills. Um, mm -hmm. cooking and cleaning, <clears throat> learning to deal with other people, 
but um, those are things that they have to do in the home. You know, each child has to cook dinner. I work full time. My husband works full time. When I get home, you've been home all day. You need to have prepared a meal. Mm -hmm. You know, um, money. You don't get money unless you earn it. So right now I'm teaching my my 17 year old to trade. If you've done all your trades for the day and you've won your trades, then you'll get allowance. If you haven't done your trades and you haven't won your trades, sorry, you getting a loss. That means you're not getting anything. So you incorporate life skills into things that they want. You want to drive a car where well, you need to learn what car maintenance is. Um, you need to learn how to change, a, change um, you know, oil. All my girls learned to do that. They didn't want to. But if you want to deal with the responsibility of having the car, you need to know what goes into having the car. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lanita, for sharing your uh, your suggestions and tips and about life skills. All right. So we're going to go around the table and we're going to ask Lacey how she what do you do in particular? Because all of us are homeschoolers. We all might have a different way of approaching uh, certain things. So what are what is your take on life skills? So my take on life skills. What I do for my son, my oldest son, is we have a checklist and it has everything that he needs to do. So he learns like tidying up his room, um, you know, make sure he brushes teeth, you know, do his normal hygiene things, um, eat breakfast, clean up the kitchen. He makes sure he has to have constructive time. He makes sure that he does his daily lesson because I'm teaching him independence because if he does want to go to college, he's going to have to learn how to do things on his own and set his own schedule. So just doing this and I make sure he spends time with his youngest sister because with my son, um, he's OCD. And so he could get stuck in his patterns. And so with helping him to cope with daily life and to not let his intrusive thoughts come in and attack him every day, all day, this schedule helps. So if anybody has a child who just like seems to keep having patterns and you know they can't break those patterns um reach out to me because they may be OCD and I can help you with that so yeah checklist I like that checklist um when my son was younger I had to have one because it gave him a sense of control to know what he needed to do um mm -hmm. but but as he gets but as he got older uh he he don't need it as much. It was very important when he was younger, but not so much now. Mm -hmm. um, but now we're going to, and I love it. It looked like it's on a dry erase board. Like you can erase it, right? Yeah, it's in a um, picture frame. A picture frame. Dry erase boards. <laughs> yeah, a picture frame. So you just take a dry erase marker and check it off uh -huh. and you can erase it. Yeah, I love that. Child. We we are so resourceful being homeschoolers. Um, Journey, what are your um, what are your life skills advice? Well, child, I know you have a lot. What was good? Like, uh, you need to give me a list of them herbs and some photos. <laughs> well, for me, um, it was different with all three kids because I I believe in teaching them life skill with what they are dealing with or the path that they are on or what they're about to hit. And with my oldest, um, she was like the rebel of the family. And I, from early, I don't know why, but I, cause it's like, I, I grew up in a system. I live in New York city. So I live in an area that is not 
safe, right? So from early, when we'll do our walk, I will show her, listen, you know, you don't walk on this side of the street or when it's dark, if you ever outside and it's dark, you walk on the side where the cars are coming forward and you, you know, like all of those little things I was showing her and I was teaching her because I know from my own experience, those are the things, sometimes children can find themselves in situation that they didn't anticipate. And then those are the things that they'll face when. So I wanted her to know that. I will teach them if someone ever kidnapped you, what to do. Um, we'll go outside, we'll look at where some cameras are located um, just within our neighborhood when we go places. Who do you ask for help? What store do you go to? Because we have corner mm -hmm. stores and I'm like, you go to stores that are like the name brand store, right? The, the store that are popular because they always have cameras. You go to a bodega, a corner store, they may not have a camera in there, you know what I mean? And they may be part of something else. So those things um, I was teaching her microexpression, how to recognize certain behavior as a young girl that might be threat, you know, threatening to her and how to go about um, asking for help. Um, even as far as like dealing with bureaucracy, right? Like if something is happening that you know you're supposed to get, who do you go to speak to? First, you, you know, you speak to the, the person that you spoke to speak to, then the supervisor, so on and so forth, just giving her that voice and surprisingly later on as she got older she found herself where she was in those situations my daughter um had for will had second she was running away so all the things that i had put in her and i was teaching her she actually was able to use it and it helped her in many of the situation that she she encountered so with my son even with him in his situation, he had issue with expressing himself, right? So just like Ms. Preston did with speech, we did a lot of presentation. You know, if anything, we did a lot of presentation. I put him in places where he had to speak and he started developing um, those things. And then it just now is second nature to him. You ask him to do uh, a presentation. He does it, you ask him something, he can just speak on it. My youngest, my seven-year-old, she was born with a lot of allergies. So for her, I had to teach her about her allergies, how to say no, like, okay, if someone offer you a cookie or things like that, you know, you have to make sure it's gluten-free. You have to make sure it's dairy-free, all of these things and teaching her about how it's going to affect her. When she's sick, when all my kids are sick, I'm working, I am walking them through what I'm doing and what they need to do. Like they know if you if you have a cold, there's certain food you just can't eat. Just right now, you can't eat that. And these are the plants or these are the herbs that you take and I'm giving it to them and I'll ask them like, okay, is it did it help you? Is it working? Was it effective? And then they'll say, yes, it works. So they know, okay, this is what I take when I feel this way. If it's not working, then I'll, I'll switch it up and then I ask them again, well, tell me how it's making you feel. And then they'll let me know, well, you know, um, my headache is it's a little bit better or there is no change. And then I'm just walking them through it so they know and understand the process. And it's not just me doing and then they're just receiving and not knowing it. So that's how I've been doing it with them. And I see it. Um, what I like is seeing it happening and taking place and be like, okay, it helped. Okay, it's working. Like the seven year old now, you know, 
she doesn't take things, she doesn't feel good, she knows what to she knows what to do. And sometimes I have to be like, Well, why don't you do something? She'd be like, Oh, but I know this is what you gave me, so that's why I went ahead and just took care of it myself. So that's um that's my way of doing it when it comes to life skill. Well, as you can see, because uh, we're addressing the question from T, as you can see, T, uh, there are a variety of different ways that we all tackle life skills uh, in regards to our child. And as you can hear from the trend, is pretty much on a child by child basis because what I do for my son is not necessarily what I do for my daughter. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, my children is what gauge what they need at that time. What type of life skill, what is a teachable moment um, so that they can be self-sufficient and be able to take care of themselves. Uh, but they have this next question. Let me see. She said, thank you, Tina. Do the panelists actively pursue their child's area of genius for a potential career within the homeschool. I can already say yes. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean everybody on here already like, yep, but yeah. you know, we're going to do the round table anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to start with Hawaii. <laughs> Hi. So yes, each one of my kids, um, I mean, you don't graduate a child at 17 from college without already having built in um, their interests, you know, into um, their homeschool day. And that's what we basically built their whole curriculum around. So, I mean, if they were reading um, or researching anything, if they were doing anything for English, I would usually remove what the teacher subjects, the teacher would say, you know, cause we did a lot of online or, you know, box curriculums for English, math, and um, some sciences. Uh, so I would take out the teacher's recommended store rating and say, okay, I want you to create your own resume. Mm. Um, I want you to research this, um, this field that you said that you're interested in, but you have to write a resume in that field. You have to um, come up with a presentation to tell me why you want to go into that field and how you'll be able to reach your goal in that field. So they had to use that time to explore each thing that they were interested in. So like, you know, that's why I ended up with my 17 year old who is in college for information systems, but also is getting his pilot license who's also wants to break dance and go to the Olympics. So um, <laughs> you don't pigeonhole them, right? You just incorporate that in, in mm -hmm. everything that they're, they're learning. And when you bring them to the table, that's what they tell you. Mm -hmm. so. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and let's have Lacey. Um, your, your children are pretty young. So, um, are you in this area of um, actively pursuing your child's area of genius yet? Yes, Are I you mean, actually. My son, he has his own Facebook page. He's an author and artist. Um, right, right now he has about 30 books that he's written. You know, they're like 20-page books. That's and good. so um, <laughs> he has his own little Facebook page that he goes live on and he shows different crafts that he does because he also does um, different origami figures. And, um, yeah, and during his constructive time, that's when he's able to work on his new characters or his comic books. And, um, yeah, 
we we focus around art and creating things. Uh, that's amazing. Um, journey, same question. <laughs> yes. So my oldest right now, she's doing culinary and she's learning how to trade, and um, like dancing is her thing. So I. Early on, we focused a lot on dancing because she, she really was into the arts, but she's one of those people like she just loved to learn. You know, she's always loved to learn. So I had to introduce her to so many different things for her to kind of pinpoint what she wanted. And she settled on those three things. She wants to be a dancer and do choreography. Um, she wants to do culinary as a chef. So that's what she's doing now. And then she also wants to do trade because she says she loves money. So I'm like, Okay, so that's what she's doing. <laughs> my son, my son, he, the one that kind of like pushed me into nature, like his thing is nature, everything nature. When I wanted to teach him about just um, the, the human species, he told me, he was like, mommy, I don't want to learn about humans. I just want to do the animals. I was like, okay. So we just did the animals. He can, he was just wasn't a hear about the people because in his mind it was like people don't take care of nature. They they kill animals. They destroy things. I don't want to learn about them. I just want to be doing this. And we've been doing that. And um, he's working on his own business where he's going to be the one that's going to be. Um, taking children out and teach them about nature and different types of animals because that's just that's just his thing. My youngest, my seven-year-old, she's the architect. She's the builder. Since she was little, she used to like to like tear things apart. I was like, her in this hand. And she's very meticulous. I was like, okay, maybe she likes to build things. So I introduced her to Legos. And she was just took into me. She was like, I want to build a home. I want to build homes. I'm like, okay. So with her, she's all about creativity, um, drawing houses or building houses. That's her thing. So I just focus on on a lot of architectural stuff for her, geometry, um, how to, to and, and then business, because that's what she wants to do too. She wants to make home for toys. She said, I asked her, do you want to make home for people? She said, no, mommy, I want to make home for toys. I was like, okay, so <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of homeschooling. Like with it. my daughter, she absolutely loved the arts, dealing with theater, painting, learning about art. Um, she loves writing. She she has about three short plays. Well, no, not short now because she adds on every year. <laughs> um, and she she has um, her own TV show that she wrote out with characters. I'm saying when she writes this stuff out, it's so meticulous that even she has the detail of when the characters sigh as they as their face wilt and they look with despair oh, wow. in the eyes. I'm like, girl. <laughs> Like, so, um, and she wrote a couple books, but she's introvert and she's like, I don't want to be one to steal my work. So I'm like, come on, girls, you got to put one of them books out. You got to put one of yeah. them out. So we're working on that. Whereas, and she loved animals. Oh, I thought it was just, you know how your children get on something and you're like, oh, it's just a phase. Yes. Well, this phase has been lasting for three years and we're going into the fourth year. So she told me just yesterday, mom, I really want to be a veterinarian tech. So I'm like, okay, so okay. an actor, <laughs> a, a screenplay writer, and then you're going to save animals. I, yes. I'm yes. like, 
Oh, it all fit. It all yes. fits together. It does. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then my son, he is the one that's into anything dealing with alternative sports. So he's not into basketball, football. He's into soccer. He's into uh, things that uh, skateboarding. Um, he's very active. Okay. Um, someone told him, which I was so proud of. Someone told him, said, wow, you're six two. Someone need to put a ball in your hand so that you can play basketball. He said, I don't need a ball. I use my mind. Oh. I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. You don't have to have a ball, but he's good with yeah. any type of sport. Um, and he is, if I have a problem with my computer or tech or anything with fixing something, he's the person. He can build up computer games. He can break it down. I don't know. That's not my thing. He like my husband saw that he had a thing for a computer um, game development. So he bought him this game where you have to develop games and then people come in and play on them and, and rate you how they like the game. And because he loved playing games and said, well, we're going to make this out of a course. <laughs> and so that's what he does. Um, and later on, he said he's going to be an anonymous YouTuber. He's not going to show his face until he get a million subscribers and they're going to pay him a certain amount of money before he ah, hey. his face. I'm like, oh, okay. So basically, everyone, homeschooling opens your children and yourself up to the, the skies. There's no limit. There's exactly. no limit. And, and as you can see, we have Lanita. She's over there in Hawaii. Her child trades. Uh, they go uh, flying planes. I mean, come on now, That's teenager. Amazing. And then we have um, Journey, her naturalist. She have architect. And then we have already an author with 30 books. I mean, I don't care if it's five pages. He still did it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just like, so one thing I want you to understand. Oh, she said, fantastic, ladies. Black excellence at its finest. Yes. Thank the thing you. is, when you are homeschooling, you have, like Lanita said, I keep going back to different things y'all said, keep popping up in my head. You owning your flexibility. You have that flexibility. So your child can indulge in things that they are uh, being able to exemplify their intellectual genius, things that mm -hmm. make them smile. You can be able to sculpt their whole learning experience yes. around what makes them amazing. When they get up, they're not saying, oh, oh school. They're like, oh, mm -hmm. what we going to do today? Mm -hmm. Now, the only thing my daughter, she got to finish that math and stuff for 11th grade, and that's not her high point. But <laughs> she was like, I can't stand it, but I'm going to get through it because I'm ready to graduate, like for real. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but everything else with my son and daughter, I'm just so happy that homeschooling became an option for me. I never had it on my radar. However, when it presented itself because of what went on in the public school system. Um, I saw when my children can blossom and they became their self. They was no longer yeah. conformed to what's the it, the popular, whatever, this or that. They was able to be themselves. My daughter is very creative with her dress. And I know if she was in public school, she wouldn't be comfortable with being so different because you're so caught into a mm -hmm. bubble. Yeah. And anything that's different, it looks at as being bad or, or you weird. And it's just creative uh, describing yourself. Oh, 
I mean, she just, because she's an artist, you know, yeah. she loves to put her stuff together. And, but it looks good. But I mean, I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, girl, confidence, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. And ladies, we went a little over, but we wanted to ask the question. And at the end, I usually like to ask one each one of you in closing, what does homeschooling with excellence mean to you? Um, someone actually came in and said, public school is really a new thing. It has destroyed society mm-hmm. and creativity mm-hmm. in some ways, but there are some good things that you can get. There are some good teachers that still left in the public school system. Um, I know are. in my area, they're kind of hard to find, but there are some good ones. Well, I, I, I actually disagree with that because I think, you know, we as Americans, we have a gift that we have choice. We do. And um, if I would have not been able to go to school, traditional school, I would not be the person I am today because those, um, the, the knowledge I was exposed to, whatever, whether it was his knowledge, his history, whatever, it was more than what I would have gotten at home because my parents were not, they didn't have that. You know, I had a 14 year old mom and a 17 year old father. So, um, you know, we need to be realistic and not down people's choices because this is what it's about is choices. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there are good schools. There are good teachers. There are bad schools and there are bad teachers. There are bad homeschooling parents. Mm-hmm. that neglect their child, you know, intellectually, you know, we cannot, yeah. you know, sugarcoat that. So what I, I do say is what homeschooling excellence means to me is owning my flexibility to give my child the learning experience that is, that brings out the best in them and brings out the best in me as their parent. I agree with you on that 100%. Um, Homeschooling really helped me. I found myself within the homeschooling journey. I never knew how I learned, but in my, in my, um, how can I say it? My determination to find out how my child learns and how I can better suit their needs. I was in essence able to find out things about myself that I never even knew. And I knew I wouldn't have found that out one for homeschooling. However, uh, it helped ignite things in me. And if you want to homeschool, homeschool. This is why this event is here for you to be able to see a variety of different ones. You hear different opinions, different things that's going on within our perspective of what the homeschool experience is for us. And then you can branch off and say, well, okay, I want to try what Anita did. Oh, maybe I want to try what uh, Lacey did. No, I want to go with nature. I want to do what uh, Journey's doing. Or maybe I want to be eclectic. I want to not be conformed to anything. I want to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. You know, that's the beauty of it. But like another point that Anita mentioned, in case you guys missed it earlier when she spoke, is that homeschooling does not necessarily mean for every person that you totally take yourself from uh, the public school experience, if that makes any sense. Like, say, for example, if your child needs to have an after-school program, you can do that. Say, for example, they're teaching Spanish and you want to take advantage of that program and you want to delegate and use your tax-earned money because you we pay for it if our children don't use it or not. You can go. Um, some, maybe, um, there's plenty of homeschoolers that are not 
taking it for academics. They don't go into public school for academics, but they go in it for extracurricular activities. Uh, so it's different things that you can do. Um, but of course, every state is different. So I'm I, you're going to have to check your state <laughs> and see what it does in your particular state. But it's so many different options. So Lacey, my dear, um, what does homeschooling with excellence mean to you? To me, homeschooling with excellence means to create well-rounded individuals. Because um, me growing up in the 90s, um, I wasn't given the best education in the public school system and where I was. And um, even now, where we are, it's not the best. And I feel like I could do it better. So with excellence is doing it my way to create a well-rounded individual. I like that. I do it my way. And the cool thing about it, that can change. <laughs> you can be flexible. Yes. Uh, Journey, you're going to wrap us up. What does homeschooling with excellence mean to you? Homeschooling with excellence to me um, means taking, taking accountability and allowing the, 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 the journey to bring out the best out of you and, out, and from the children. Um, it's a give and take. You're the teacher, but you're also a student and allowing and embracing that. Thank you, ladies. First of all, I want to thank you all for sharing your wisdom, sharing your experience, sharing your knowledge and expertise with our audience today. Um, a special shout out and thank you to our amazing Lanita Preston, who all the way over there, you know, I said that Southern all the way, all the way over there okay. in Hawaii. She mm -hmm. is actually tuning in to help us all the way from Hawaii sharing with us what she do in her homeschool. We have the amazing Lacey Taylor. She is in the house helping us to drop the stigma of mental illness yes. and just be confident, you know? So what? Let's go ahead and find something in order to help you, right? And we have our amazing, I call her our resident naturalist. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's that's word. That, that herbalist, I, I'm going to make it up, put it in the dictionary. <laughs> so if you want to know anything about how you can take care of your family and use your resources that you have available, meaning if you live by the woods or in the neighborhood where they have woods, you know, there's some things in those woods that can possibly help you with your health and mm -hmm. wellness. Ladies, on the last note, I want you to give everyone your name with your, if you have a website or how individuals can get in contact with you, we're going to do it still the uh, round table style. Lanita, tell us what you have going on um, and where people can connect with you for your uh, books and services and courses. Okay. For my, um, my more or less my empowerment series, I call it is the homeschooling and working while shaping your Amazing Learners, and my other book, um, Building Your Empowered Steps. You can find that at empoweredsteps.com. Um, that's empoweredsteps.com. And there's also a free course that is a companion to the book. Um, with my fiction novels, you can find that at lmpreston.com. 
Um, I write middle grade young adult science fiction as well as urban fantasy novels. Um, and you can get that on lmpreston.com and any other retailers um, you like. And that's all That's all I got for you. <laughs> Child, you acting like that wasn't a lot. That's, that's <laughs> That's it. At least you're humble. I have one more, which is my trading um, team, but that's something else. Um, you can also well, find that on. Come on now. Yes, I also coach. Um, have a trading team. Um, I coach and do that also, and you can also reach me on empoweredsteps.com for that. All right. Thank you, Lanita, because I wanted, if you wasn't going to say something about that trading, I was going to get it out of you, girl, because you know I know. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Lacey. Tell everyone how they can get in contact with you so we can keep our mental health. What did I about to say? Mental illnesses and health together. Lord Jesus, it's been too oh, long. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Facebook uh, at R-A-C-L-L-C. Um, you can also visit www.RestAssuredConsultingLLC.com. You can also Google me as well. Um, just R-A- Google R-A-C-L-L-C. And also, I have an upcoming um, Calm and Peaceful Parenting Masterclass series available. It's based on the curriculum that I've been working on for the past nine years. And I'm finally able to put it to paper. And um, I did a 30-day common peaceful um, parenting challenge. But now I just turned that challenge into a master class. So that starts December 14th. And the lat- well, the latest you can register for that is December 14th. And you can find all that on RestAssuredConsultingLLC.com. All right. And last but surely not least, our amazing journey. Tell everyone how they can get in contact with you. Okay. So um, right now I have two upcoming workshops. One, it's um, Winter Herbal Remedies. So that's just a workshop where I am showing and teaching you guys how to make um, herbal remedies for prepare for the winter for the winter things that you can use and how to be able to pick the right herbs for you because sometimes you know it's a touch and go a lot of people feel like you know I use this but it didn't work but there's a reason why it didn't work so kind of working you through that showing you how to make tinctures oxymel all those different herbal remedies that are effective and I also have a winter gardening um, class coming up as well where I'm teaching the kids how to guard, how to do gardening during the winter. A lot of people wait until spring, but you can actually also do it in the winter time. You can um, actually find me at Nature Classroom on Facebook. You can find me at um, B Journey on Instagram, and um, yeah. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. And for those of you who would like to get in contact with me for your homeschooling consultations, my specialty is children with learning. I don't like the term special needs. I prefer learning differences because I just simply believe it's just a different way of learning. 
And so I help frustrated parents get it together, help you use what you have. You don't have to throw out that curriculum. I teach you how to adjust it and make it work for your family. If you don't have nothing but a dictionary, honey, I can make you a lesson plan because I tell you, you can make a lesson plan out of anything. Yes. Um, <laughs> you don't have necessarily have to have all this high price stuff. And so um, I also help empower business owners with my Facebook strategies. Um, I have a boot camp that's going on right now where it's Black Friday. It's uh, one prize for now that you can take advantage of where I teach you how to be able to get more eyeballs on your business, be able to leverage Facebook and be able to uh, attract more customers to your business using the Facebook platform and you're doing it organically. Mm -hmm. So it's really beneficial for small business owners or new entrepreneurs that just need someone to coach them through. I'm also a certified mindset development coach. I help you get it right, starting in the mind because the mind is a powerful tool that will ignite you to be able to do whatever you want to do once you say, I can and take yeah. out I can't. And you can go to healthehoneypot.com. That's H-E-A-L, thehoneypot.com forward slash services. And I also have a plethora of natural wellness products, services, and products to help women with health and wellness, young girls dealing with menstrual health, because I'm a menstrual health advocate, and essential oils and so much more. I'm not going to go through all that list. So you're going to go to heal, H-E-A-L, thehoneypot.com. And make sure you check out all of my ladies because I'm not the only one who has something going on. As you can see, my circle is plentiful and they are great. So you make sure you check them out. No more excuses. You have a little bit of everything. If you're not a homeschooler uh -huh. now, you just want to know how to trade, you know. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. That no excuses. I had her say that for a reason because it's very popular. <laughs> and I don't know how to do it. So don't ask me, ask her. <laughs> and we have one last comment, ladies. Oh, my. I don't know how to say the first word, but I guess it's Hawaiian. It says, ladies. Um, Kauai. Yeah, Kauai. Okay, that's from you, uh, Lanita. She said, I would definitely <laughs> she said, I would definitely be checking out your website. Love the panel. Aww. My daughter-in-law is from Kauai. Really? Oh, yes. Girl, so that's, from <laughs> that's from YouTube. We got some people all over uh, in Hawaii tuning in, seeing our girl. She probably brought them all along with him. Welcome <laughs> to the panel. Well, with all that being said, I know we went a little over, but I did not want to cut the panelists off because what they were saying was so important and you needed to hear it. Um, all of us, we are extremely busy, so I didn't know when I could get my girls again together. So I let them just boop, just share it, okay? So on that note, those of you who are watching the replay, uh, all the links and um, that you can get in contact with each one of them is in the description of each video on Facebook and also YouTube. So you can simply just click and connect with the panelists that you want to go farther with. And later on, it's going to be uploaded to Homeschooling Oils Podcast and Heal the Honeypot TV, the Tina Ramsey Show. You'll be able to listen to all these amazing panelists as you are going throughout your day and working. We're making it very easy for you to homeschool with excellence, build that business, get yourself together, and have your best life, baby. On yeah. that note, thank you, ladies. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you for coming today and tune in for day three tomorrow. We're wrapping it up. <laughs>
If you miss day one and two, see what you miss. You better make sure you get on day three. Let's talk to you later. Hello, I am Coach Tina Ramsey. Like Gordon Ramsay, the chef, he connects you with good food and I connect you with good people and opportunities. I am also the founder of the Epic Business Leader Network and Magazine, where we specialize in positioning and spotlighting entrepreneurs with advertisement opportunities to share, shine, and grow on the Tina Ramsey Show podcast right here on Anchor Baby. Yes, the Tina Ramsey Show is all about motivating you sharing knowledge and having a building conversation centered around business, education, wellness, and life. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain. Can you say free? Yes, it's free to start with Anchor. They're creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast, which will really help you during this time right now that we're living in with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy place. Yes, get on Anchor like me. We absolutely love it here at the Tina Ramsey Show with the Epic Business Leaders Network and Magazine. So I want you to go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. CTR Enterprises is a consulting service business created for entrepreneurs and startup businesses to provide them with beneficial assistance and coaching for business development. We help you build your online presence. We provide multiple networking opportunities. Do you want to become an author? Do you want to speak on stages? Do you want to be in magazines? Do you want to build your influence? We provide PR, branding, and social media marketing help. We have resources to help business owners grow. We have a community of business leaders ready to network. We provide homeschooling consulting for busy parents and business owners. We teach you how to start a TV show or podcast. We teach you how to monetize what you do from the comfort of your home. We help entrepreneurs maintain their health naturally as they scale up their businesses. CTR Enterprises is the one-stop shop for the wants and needs of today's entrepreneur. Visit our website today at www.coachtinaramsey.com. We are here to service you. Would you like to connect with Coach Tina Ramsey and her epic team? I'm sure you do. If you are interested in starting a podcast, TV show, be a featured guest, or even become an author, or you may just simply want more visibility for your business, well, go to CoachTinaRamsey.com. That's CoachTinaRamsey.com and book your appointment with her and her team today. Thank you.
Hi, my name is Tina. This is my personal story on how I suffered for far too long, for many years. I didn't know who to talk to, who to turn to. All I knew is that I just wanted the pain to stop. I just could not understand why my life had to be at a complete standstill. I always wonder why do I have to miss school, miss work, miss moments in life. It's just not fair. Why me? Why do I have to suffer in silence? I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah, my cycle's off. I, I have some really cramps. Hey ladies, I want to show you our Jewel Premium Sanitary Napkin from Heal the Honey Pot. Yes, it is ultra thin, but don't be afraid ladies, because this baby packs a punch. <laughs> our natural pad offers a soft eight layer design with added leak guards for that extra protection. Our pads are the only ones in North America that has the Nobel Prize winning graphene. Ladies, we put our time and our thoughts into providing you with an uncomfortable experience during that time of the month. Our pads are 10 times more absorbent than conventional pads. You will experience being dry and fly. Some women have even noticed that their cramping has eased or gone away since they have been using our premium sanitary napkin. Don't let another month go by, ladies, with you or your loved ones suffering in silence. We are breaking the silence today. So go to HealTheHoneyPot.com and order your feminine hygiene products today. Make the switch today and go to HealTheHoneyPot.com. That's H-E-A-L, TheHoneyPot.com, and experience our all-natural feminine hygiene sanitary napkins that is designed to help you heal the mind, heal the body, and yes, ladies, heal TheHoneyPot.com. H-E-A-L, thehoneypot.com. That's one word, type all together. And make sure to share your experience with us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tom Anderson. I'm the owner of the Potter's Computer Systems, where we build computers, repair computers, and build small office networks. Um, my experience on the Tina Ramsey show is I took a course on how to develop Facebook page, how to coordinate your Facebook page, and it has been very successful for me. Um, I just wanted to let you know that you are watching and listening to the Tina Ramsey show. You folks have a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast. We enjoy having you with us on this episode. Make sure to tune in next week, every Friday at 8 p.m. and see who our next exciting, amazing guest will be. We love sharing with you, learning with you, growing with you, and spotlighting amazing entrepreneurs, celebrities, and celebrity influencers that are making a positive impact in the world. So until next time, stay safe, stay motivated, stay positive, and know that the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast, we have your back. Talk to you later. Bye.